Have you done any podcast Not before? But you know how to work a mic, really? Not right. You ever done any stick in front of me? Yeah, just like kind of face level. I don't know. You know, yeah, it's kind of common sense. Yeah. Something like that? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Angles, really. The best. Um, yeah, I see him all the time now. So I think this all should be going now. But it's kind of just working today. I had a couple clients today, and then Nick canceled on me, so I got to go home early. But he canceled on me. I was flipping through TikTok videos. I got a text message, and I wasn't, I figured it was just my wife from work or something. You didn't look at I it? I didn't look at it for like a half hour. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to make it. Was, was like, he already 15 minutes into the, what would be the like, hour no, like at five, that point? It was like five to two. That's hilarious. And I sat there for an hour because I had a break before him. So if I would have just checked What's it. What's today? Two, You're Wednesday? You're in tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, my client before you just canceled. So, if you want to come earlier, you can. Tomorrow? <laughs> 10? You can come at 10 instead because my client before you canceled. Um, I'll look. Okay. I'll let you know. Yeah. I, I kind of want my. So, actually, what I was going to say. Get out of the way. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter too much. Oh, I'm sweating. <laughs> just because I fucking. <laughs> this is kilo. Huh? Oh, you're running around the corner. I was like, who is that? Because yeah, I, I see you wave at me and I see you look back. I was looking for your car yeah. and I was like, oh no, I think that is. Because yeah. you know what's funny? You look kind of like Zach. Oh. Like driving in the car. And I was like, I don't think that's one of his, but. He just messaged me. Man, I love your hair. He wants, yeah, kind of like exactly what I, why <laughs> I thought it was him. Like flow, you got to keep it going. <laughs> so you've been, I think you kind of mentioned that. How long have you not been like drinking or. Super Bowl weekend That's my last. Oh, nice. For any particular reason, just for I lifestyle? I said, I'm not going to cut my hair till I lose 30 pounds. <laughs> Are you going to keep going? Once I get there? After I get to 30? Yeah. Possibly. Are you going to try and keep it there? Are you going to yeah. like, is it uh, yeah. like... That's why I don't make a lot of videos, like talking, just because I, I want to be back more in shape before I start making more videos of myself online. Did you before? No, it wasn't really a thing when I was in shape. I, I haven't trained in six years. Because you can, like, you still post a lot of stuff. Like I post videos and stuff like that, but usually it's usually of my clients. Like, I'm in there holding pads. Yeah. I want to do more instructional stuff. So. Do you see your, yeah, and that was never a thing before, really, no, right? No, it's a thing now, but the people who are doing it aren't at, aren't my level. I saw your one of me today, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I reposted that That's one. That's funny. I added a little bit to it to check. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. yeah. I was, it's funny. I was just listening to, on my way to pick up Tatum. Do you know, do you listen to a, many Joe Rogans? I, I I usually don't hear much. Do you I listen? Get, I hear clips of things. It's because I'm I'm all over the place. Do you know Josh Barnett? Yeah, so he was just on there, and literally on my way out to pick her up on the drive, they were talking about like what constitutes a good coach because like oh, yeah. Josh Barnett is like typically they're saying like, and I was like I should bring this up with you. It's like typically they're saying, you know, you have to like start with someone at ground zero, very very beginning, and then kind of like bring them to world champion and that was like both of them degre- just like agreed that that was not kind of the parameters of like what a good coach is because yeah. it's that's not necessarily like even the best way and then they kind of went into it and like everything and one of the things that do you had you ever are like sports psychologists new no it's always they, been there been, yeah they've been around have you ever like been, i've never seen this i when i was training in california with boss rudin they had a person come in that yeah it wasn't psychology more it was more about how to control your emotions yeah like how to bring on adrenaline how to calm yourself down things that closing your eyes like almost meditating things specifically Nothing for like, it was it was a group it wasn't just like a one-on-one therapy yeah 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 so, 
So nothing specific. And but was that like specifically for fighting related, yeah. like mindset? Yeah, we get in a corner and you'd bite down your teeth and look over your eyebrows and try and get your adrenaline going and try and make yourself feel angry. Really? And then you try and like open your eyebrows up and open your eyes and smile. Because that wouldn't try and change your. To try and make you be able to, you only have one minute between rounds, so to try and make you be able to calm down in that one. minute. So it was specifically for like, excuse me, for fighting between between rounds, like yeah. trying to just manage yourself. Yeah, that's different than a sports psychologist. Yeah, you think? I think it would be. I think a psychologist would probably more like overall. Like, yeah, your thought process. I'm guessing more how you're thinking. Not much as more as your. I guess energy. yeah, because you would. I used to Ours hear more like energy based, right? Not thought based. Yeah, in particular, like pertaining to those specific moments around a fight. Yeah, and I only had like one or two days with this person because it was like during a training camp. We just stopped in California for a couple of days. Yeah, do you think there's a better advantage to like having someone that talks about like more like a therapist, but like but makes you it kind of gauges everything people, think, to yeah. your like competitive goals? Person, yeah, yeah. It depends on the person what their issue is, I guess. Yeah. So I, before anything else, what like. I've obviously, oh, I probably couldn't just rhyme it off, but like, what's your career from like start to finish? Just to kind of preface everything to like give you probably the credit that a, credit is due. Yeah, I was always a martial arts fanatic as a kid. Bruce Lee movies, that was my era. Was your parents or anything like that? No, my parents never played a single sport, either of them. <laughs> really? Are you the youngest or oldest? I'm, I have an older brother and then I have a bunch of younger sisters, but my parents have been divorced and remarried and did sisters so that family that way older brother did he get he, it he didn't he was in the martial arts as well so he you saw him do it and then yeah, you're and like he was like six years older than me and used to beat the crap out of me yeah okay i he remember you he saying that yeah and used to beat me up with broomsticks and so stuff. when you started did you start following his like interest naturally no, because I, I was from dresden which is a very like 2600 people yeah so we had zero accessibility for anything we didn't have kickboxing gyms and boxing gyms and jiu-jitsu clubs and jiu-jitsu wasn't even around at yeah. that time, right? So a Taekwondo guy basically just rented out a town, like the community center. And just did your twice, own thing? Twice a week and put on a uh, Taekwondo. So it was the only martial art I could get to in my town. So, and like, so I went to that thing and literally with, I, I was able to spar with black belts by the time I was a yellow belt, basically. Well, I, Why? I could just fight. I could just fight. I okay, okay. Naturally. Not because of his, like, that no, a weird, no, like, some, lucky. I was just naturally good at fighting. Just, Did you, were you out of, by the time, like, the first time you realized that you had that, like, you could compete with people above you, were you still in that same, like, small town, yeah. like, thing? Yeah. But I, I was just, was just able to do it. It was just something naturally came to me. And then after that. Uh, one of my best friends at the time, we're still friends. He was in Taekwondo with me and we got in a fight over a girl yeah. in grade 12. I just, turned, yeah. So I, you're like a man. Yeah, now. I, just, I, turned eight, right? I yeah. just turned 18 and he was that guy. We're still friends today. He was that guy that when the soccer ball got kicked over the girls yeah. in practice, he, I'll get it. But he had to take his shirt off and hold his breath and flex his stomach all the way over there to get it. Yeah. So he was that, that guy that was just driving nuts. Yeah. Yeah. For be, sure. The complete opposite of he started, like, like flirting with my girlfriend at the time. And she was kind of trouble. A little bit. So she was telling me this stuff that he did. So I was like, and there was a group of us. So I was on every team in high school. And so. Did was, you go to high school in, in Dresden? Okay, okay. Yeah, so I was on every team. Like, I was even on the badminton team. Yeah. And so there's another group. We, they call us the posse. There were six guys that were basically every team. And we called ourselves the posse and everybody knew who we were. Yeah. And I had said, I'm going to punch him in the face. 
And you know how they how guys are. You won't do it. Yeah, especially when you you're 18. You won't do it, right? And I just turned 18. And when I, I seen him in the cafeteria, so I finally started arguing with him a little bit about something, say some things to him. And I was just like, I had never punched anybody outside of sport before. Yeah. So I just was like, here you go. Hey, I told you I could hit somebody. He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, fine. <laughs> One smack. Right? That's hilarious. So I ended up knocking kind him of. out and broke his jaw. Well, it's not that funny. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so, then I ended up getting arrested for assault causing bodily harm because I, I did it on school property. Yeah, of course. So, right in the so then I got kicked too. out of Taekwondo. Not, yeah. So I wasn't able to train anymore. But then I found um, a guy in Chatham who was, an, he was a black belt himself. And he would train kids in the park as long as they came to his house for Bible study after. Really? So I had to finish getting my black belt through him. No way. I trained in a park in Chatham and doing Bible study after with this guy. Just That's pretty cool. Training. Yeah. So I, that's how like I ended in, up getting through Taekwondo. But I wasn't allowed to compete at tournaments anymore. So then I, I got into kickboxing instead. Did you compete in tournaments like from the time where you saw your brother in it? And like, and then like, yeah, it like so I started in Taekwondo. I was, I was always just competing the whole time. Were you like just winning the whole time? Yeah, I'd, always get, little... I'd, I'd usually get a trophy of some sort, but I got disqualified a lot for. Kicking guys in the balls, <laughs> like, really? Just by accident, just the, the habit front leg. Was front leg how many like when kicker. you're throughout high school? How many is it a year or a month yeah, they would or like them, a couple? Yeah, you'd probably have like six or seven a year, probably yeah. tournaments. It just depends on. So then getting kicked. So going that route and getting your black belt through him is it? You think like that's more that's more beneficial for from that point on in your career versus going like some weird or yeah, some traditional route it probably because i would have stayed traditional i probably would have just stayed with taekwondo and just kept doing taekwondo but because i couldn't really kind of like forced anymore, your hand forced me out so then i got into boxing as well were you like just like pissed all like you going into the like the next art stubborn no i, no, I wasn't really because it, it more suited me yeah I, my body style is not that long, lanky, yeah. flexible guy. So once I started boxing a little bit more, it was more suited my. There's a lot that you could carry over, or, at, or you, kick, you're like nineteen. Was a little different because I can get punched in the head in taekwondo. You can't punch in the face. You can, and you can only punch the body with your rear hand. So you can't like jab. Okay. Yeah. So if your left leg is forward, yeah, you can only use a mm-hmm. stick punch with your right side. So it, it was really awkward to punch at all in taekwondo. And taekwondo was way cooler back in. The, Back yeah. in the 80s and 90s than it is today. Now it's Olympic sport. So now it's all about points. Yeah, yeah. And so now it's like a lot of like chest to chest and a lot of like weird like, kicks and axe kicks and things like that. It's not as much. It was more violent. Yeah, yeah. It's more strategic, it sounds yeah. like. All about points. Yeah. yeah so however it gets. But it's helped me in my MMA career because I'm able to do a lot of spin moves and stuff like that that a lot of people can't. So. So that, so how long before you felt like, was it the same thing? Did you know at that point that you were just, whatever you applied yourself to, you're going to be like a couple per- or a percentage better than the next guys. I was bullheaded in everything I did. I wanted to be one of the best at everything I did. Do you think you were naturally talented or the bullheadedness just made you I think I was that a, more? I think I was a bull. natural fighter. Yeah. yeah. I think it was natural to me to fight. Like, But I was always a nice guy. I never really got in fights until that was the first person I hit was my best friend. Yeah. And up to that point, I never really fought in high school. So you weren't like, yeah, some cr- no. like just cranky kid going no, around looking for fights. Like, like some of those other guys, no. it's like, I just watched a fight with, uh, or I just watched an interview with, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Chaos Covington. Oh, cool. And he was saying that like he was just scrapping all day in school. And like, you know, not all day, but. 
I always like, have a hard time believing that guy though, because you never really? know. Because yeah, who changed, knows? But he like, put on such a show, he changed who he was, right? You still get. I mean, just people in general. Like, you could probably guess where like that came, guy came yeah. from a rough or like yeah. whatever. Oh, I can see fighting background day, and just like having a <laughs> fight. Yeah, brothers, like, I can see fighting. Yeah, day, stuff day, like yeah. that, and you just make it kind of like. Yeah. But then obviously there's a lot of I guys. I got a lot that, of fights in college. I yeah, because there's probably a lot of fighters, obviously too, that like have no interest and aren't like scrappy people yeah. outside of like their sport. Yeah. The thing is, is most fighters are very nice guys. Yeah. Most, I would say it's the people who I had a, a mom that I train her young boys and I, she's talking about them getting in trouble. And I said, the thing is, is people who can fight, don't fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the guys who have something to prove or need to act like they're tough. Or yeah. just cause problems. The guys and just the self-control. They have no reason to start a fight. Yeah. They, they don't. So, tw- so like 18 to tw- early twenties, you were like taking on a new, yeah, that's how when I was getting into boxing more and kickboxing at the time. And then I took a break. Yeah, that's right. I was just that came to me right now. You didn't get into like MMA until like yeah, pick back up later, late 20s, right? Yeah. So from like twenty, basically from probably nineteen twenty and nothing twenty six, twenty seven, nothing. So you kind of got came. like turned off a little after that. Well, I just had nowhere to go. I, there was nothing around. No M- No, like no UFC gyms, at that no point gyms. though either. UFC had just came in. I think UFC started around the time I was six or seventeen. I was in Taekwondo, just getting right around the same time I punched my, my friend. Yeah. It was the same time UFC started, basically. So when you were not in, when you, though that gap in time, were you like still following? Like I was following. I loved fighting. I UFC, because UFC, you're right. That, that, you, UFC would have been new and, and the new yeah, thing. Would it was you, on you're like, like TV back then. And <laughs> you were watching them all and still yeah. like very much part of like a fighting world. Yeah, kinda. I was always into the UFC. I always wanted to watch it back then. But I was like Tank Abbott back then. So <laughs> like when you watched that, were you like, I Fuck, could I could do guy. that? I could beat that guy. I yeah. could beat it, but you were yeah. like, I want to do that? Yeah. The whole time? Yeah, I always wanted. Like, my grade 12 yearbook, when people, you know, they have, my grade 12 yearbook yeah. says, what are you going to be when you grow up? Mine just say professional fighter. Really? <laughs> yeah. So what took you so long to, like, pull the trigger to, like. It's just where I was at. I didn't have yeah. access to anything. Yeah. Taekwondo and karate were the only things around, and then. It wasn't, it was too hard to justify going somewhere to pursue yeah. it? Yeah, I, I could box a little bit, but I never really got into competing boxing much. It was like an amateur fight once, and that was it. And I wasn't even registered. It was yeah, just a club. Yeah. What? But I had a friend, and we were watching UFC one time, like a, a show on UFC on DirecTV. And they had a team back in the day called Miltich. Okay. Miltich Fighting Systems. And that's where Matt Hughes and Robbie Lawler and all those guys came from. And we were just watching this thing on DirecTV. And he's like, man, you need to do that. Why don't you do that? Because he had seen me, like, punch the bag and kick and mm-hmm. do things and getting a couple fights at the bar. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, where are we going to do it? And then literally the next day, after we had that conversation, I was looking at the newspaper, and there was a picture of a guy who fought an MMA fight. And they put a thing on an article on him, and he had his little gym in Sarnia. His name was John Frazier. And in Sarnia? It was, literally, yeah, it was literally like an old store. It was like an abandoned store. Yeah. So I had a big bay glass window and everything, and it was like one bag in the gym and garage mats. Like a really yeah, thin, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just showed up one day and met this little guy. And Did, was he, at the time was he using it all for himself, pretty much? Yeah, he was a black belt in Aki Jiu Jitsu, which is like a Japanese style Jiu Jitsu, so it's not as effective in real life yeah. combat yeah, as yeah. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, but has a lot of similarities. So he was doing all right because he was a pretty good grappler naturally. So he started competing, and I already had some striking from boxing, and kickboxing. So yeah, I went and trained with him and learned a triangle choke and an armbar with my roommate. And then within like like two weeks of me going back, I ended up becoming the striking coach there. Really? And we were just kind of learning off the internet. We would literally like. So when when was this? Like how old? Uh, Mid twenties now? Yeah, I was late late twenty, like yeah. twenty seven maybe. I think yeah, probably around twenty seven. Yeah. So then I became like a striking coach there. Started teaching a, 
our coaching was very limited to, all right, let's try this move and do this. Or, all right, let's fight. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, we would just fight each other every day. Was that the state of most things? Unless you're some like crazy high caliber fighter. Like it's it just, was to us because we didn't know any better. Yeah. But even in the evolution of like at UFC, it was well, probably all relative to where everything was, else was at. Like, there's a, probably a reason why it was so hard to find a place to do it all. Yeah, because back in the day, like that's why Hoist Gracie came in and whooped everybody. Yeah, because he had something just, they didn't. He was destroying everybody because nobody knew what the heck it was because mm-hmm. there was nowhere to train it. So yeah. how do you fight something you've never been able to, like, yeah. to train in? So people, he was beating everybody because no one understood it. But then you- once people understood it, the wrestlers started winning because the wrestlers could kind of nullify the jiu-jitsu yeah. and they couldn't take them down. Then the strikers learned how to not get taken down, so then the strikers started beating everybody. Yeah. It's kind of been like a progression of... And now it's and like... it became like everybody knows everything now. Yeah. Like back in the day, it was kind of like, okay, you know jiu-jitsu, you're going to win. The jiu-jitsu guys win. Then Did you win. ever entertain just doing straight up only boxing? I, I thought about it. I actually had some guys that watched me spar and hit the bag and stuff like that down on Sarnia. And one guy knew somebody who was in with Mike Tyson back in the day, and he said I reminded him a lot of Mike Tyson. Really? So he wanted to hook me up with some guys from down the States... And you were just not feeling it? No, much? I got like, myself in a little bit of trouble back in the day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that was like a kind of a so limiting I, yeah, I factor? Kind of dis- yeah, I just ended up disappearing and was just away from everything. But even boxing, like boxing, ob- inevitably, because what you did after the fo- years following, you you just weren't in, I don't know, boxing just wasn't all of it. I just always liked yeah. kicking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I always liked kicking. <laughs> yeah, just, that makes sense. So then you're down there and kind of learning stuff from him and, and then being a coach yeah. there. And when and we just started competing, basically, like amateur shows down the States, which you had, yeah. to, you had to pay to fight back then. Yeah. And <laughs> that was all give them money. how like Wild Wild West was it that. Was very, you'd show up and they'd just weigh you in. You'd be like, okay, you weigh 205. Okay, this guy is 210. You guys are fighting. Really? It wasn't like, you just I'm, go. It was like, what yeah. was your record? What's this guy's record? It was like, okay, you guys are close and weight. Yeah, that's probably the <laughs> that's as many had. options as you yeah. had though you didn't like, have your opponent ahead of time you didn't get your opponent until you got there and weighed in how many years were do, were you doing like getting those kind of things going not too long i i went pro pretty quick once i had a couple of amateurs i went right just luck or you just like not not luck like more, i mean luck in like right place it right was, time or is it, it like because canada didn't have amateur basically meaning you rose right to the top of whoever wanted to be pro or like there was yeah, no all, all the basically there was no amateur circuit in Canada. Yeah. I had to go to the States and then you had to pay to go. Yeah. Right. So were you, so if I fight pro, I get paid. Yeah. So I was like, well, why not just fight pro? Cause you're fighting the same level of guys basically. Cause it's such a new thing. So at that point you could just jump into pro. Yeah. As long if as you, you wanted a, to. Yeah. Basically if you had a coach that could talk to a promoter and say he had a guy, then they oh, say, okay. really and let's try him out. So when, <laughs> so when was that first, like what was the first pro fight? First pro fight was, I think it was called Cage Wars. In, in the state? Oh, in Canada. Winnipeg, yeah. That's the first time I was ever on a Oh, because they had pro shows here. Yes. They just didn't have amateur. Yeah, so that was yeah. my first pro fight. I think I was 29. Were you like, shit, no, oh, finally, I can just like stay home now? and Like yeah. not stay home, but Yeah, but that was the first time I was ever on a flight in my life. I'd never been on a plane in my entire life. <laughs> That's Until hilarious. Then, I flew to Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, of all places. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like probably haven't even been back since. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, I was back once more for another fight. For Did you day. win that? What, what was yeah, like, I won quick. What was your like mindset minutes. going into it? Nothing? Like the same as any? I was any- nervous stuff, but that's when I came to the ring. So my ring song was kind of weird for what most people come to because I came to the ring to Rock and Robin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because when I was young at the home, when I was my sisters were little, I would dance around the house to Dick Clark's Top 25 and Tweet Lee Lee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd yeah. dance around with my little sisters, but it was always such a happy song. Every time it came on, we'd dance. So, so I was getting kinda... ready for my first pro fight. I'm trying not to be nervous. 
if I were to put on like some Megadeth or something like some other people do back in the day, I would have stressed me out. For sure. So I was like, what can make me not stressed out? So I put on, I was nervous, and then Rock and Robin came on, I just started dancing. And I was like, okay. Cool, <laughs> yeah. Was it a huge, a big difference in just uh, uh, production? Yeah. Or was it like, still yeah. like from that amateur ones in the States to this one? Or was it still pretty like? It was, it was different because Canada's athletic commission runs everything. So the go- it's government run. Okay, so government it's overseas regulated and yes. everything. Did you know? Did you know beforehand on that fight, or is that like yeah, a last minute? Fighting. Yeah, I knew who I was fighting ahead of time. I, but at the time, I didn't know anything about it. Were you? You couldn't look it up back then, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Like, was it wasn't that big back then? You could, if not anything, everybody had yeah. this, Nobody had Instagram posting videos of themselves. So yeah, you're just like, oh, this guy, this guy trains at that gym, and that gym's good at this. Would you like, not yeah, that? Know. Would you? Well, so did you? What? Fight were you on that? Were you like a, a uh, beginning was, of the night type of thing, and then slowly work really your way up? No, I, I would have been on the. I was on the main card, I think. Uh, only reason I knew that is because when they made, I made the video, and they took out my my after fight speech because I was so out of breath and so nervous that when they asked me a question, it sounded like this. <laughs> yeah. oh, and everybody called me mumbles after that. I, I really had to learn how to talk. Yeah, I, I used to talk. I still talk fast. But yeah, how many I mumbled so bad no one could understand anything I said. <laughs> Especially so if you're just like gas. They actually took it off the DVD. <laughs> oh yeah, DVD. They, they took my speech. My, my you got any? Of the, you have a collection of all those DVDs and stuff. Still, I lost most everything I ever had. Really? Yeah, I have no. Idea how many? So how did that fight end? I I, not, I knocked him out in the first quickly. Round. Yeah. And then yeah, were you fighting him. once a month after that professionally or? I think I fought a professional kickboxing match after that a week later. Is it just because it's there? Let's fuck it. Let's do it. I got. A, I was working at Sterling Trucks, building transport trucks. And yeah. I was on uh, night shift, and my coach called me up and said, "Hey, do you want to fight kickboxing on Saturday in Minnesota?" And I was like, "How much?" He's like, five hundred dollars." I was like. Canadian or the U.S.? Like, U.S. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, let's do it. That's so I had to cut weight while at Sterling. So this is, this is on like Wednesday night. So I had to start cutting weight at work in my coveralls. Yeah. And then basically the next day, sleep, go work, leave work, go straight to the airport, get on a plane and go to weigh in in Thunder Bay and then drive across the border. And that was, and then. And that was a professional kickboxing yeah. fight. And it was, it was uh, IKF. So IKF is. Old Van Damme movies, shiny pants. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like the shiny pants, you can't kick below the waist. And I have never even sparred that, but I had Taekwondo background, so I was okay. You could figure it out. So I didn't even know what I was doing. I pulled up there and I pulled up my Muay Thai shorts. And she's like, Wrong oh, outfit. You're wearing this. They threw these shiny pants at me. So I was like, Okay. Never even done this before. So now I'm in the ring. I get to the ring, I'm ready for my opponent. They start announcing my opponent and they say, Rank number seven in the world. <laughs> no I way. Now my coach, I'm like, what did you set you me up for? Fighting <laughs> the guy who's ranked seventh in the world. Yeah. My first ever fight. Do you need to be able to do that to like, like as far, like roll with the punches? Yeah. Like no pun intended, yeah. but like you have to be able to. Yeah, I beat him off. It was a five rounder and I won the first four. And I remember going into the fourth round, my coach said, this is the last round. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, this is the last round. So I went in there and I gave everything I had in the last round. And this guy, before I fought him, uh, another guy from my gym, Nick Rondinelli, was a world champion kickboxer. And he had fought this guy before. And Nick was with me because Nick was the main event fighting for another world title. And Nick said, don't try and knock this guy out. You can't knock him out. Yeah. Like, you can't knock yeah. him out. You can't tell me I can't knock him out. I hit him. <laughs> Dare me. Yeah. yeah. So I was unloading on this guy. And I hit him with some of the craziest haymakers ever. And he would just go. Eat them. 
and come right back at me. So in the fourth round, I unloaded on this guy to the point of exhaustion. And my coach starts taking my gloves off in the corner. And, he is and like, the referee walks over and goes, you quitting? So your coach was wrong. The coach was wrong. The referee's like, you quitting? And he's like, no, the fight's over. He says, no, it's not. You're going to have one more round. If his gloves aren't you're taped. You're like, I fucking you're told just, yeah. you. He's like, if his gloves aren't taped back up before the fight, the round starts, you're disqualified. So they have to like, grab my gloves real Fix quick real. and tape it back up. And now I'm getting exhausted. So I was just like, I'd throw one punch and run. But you have to throw eight kicks or seven or eight kicks per round. To just deem the round yeah. valid or yeah. whatever? Or else you lose points. Oh, yeah. So I was just like, throw a punch, throw a kick, run away. <laughs> throw a punch, throw a kick, run away. So I lost the last round, but I won the first four. So I ended cool. up winning the fight. And then I was ranked number seventh in the world for kickboxing and this this type of kickboxing. But I only had the one fight. That's funny. And then what after that, all that? You, then I like, just went strictly MMA after that. And like, is it fighting pretty frequently? Like, I I really screwed myself because I've won my first pro fight, and then my second pro fight was in TKO. And before my UFC goal, TKO was my goal because TKO was the biggest show in Canada. Did you have? Uh, was it like TKO then UFC, or yeah, you didn't even think about like UFC that. until TKO? Well, I, everyone thinks about UFC because okay, yeah. UFC is like the NHL, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'd always thought about it, but I never, you know, it's a big goal. Yeah. So my neck, my goal was to compete on TKO because I'd been to a show at TKO and it was a great production. Cool it was like UFC it. production. You know, they have the, your speech before the fight, and your little video mm -hmm. and your little highlight reels. Are they still? Uh, they're not around right now. They were previously around not about a year or so ago, but oh. not since COVID hit. Oh, I don't really? I know if they're going to yeah. come back or not, but TKO is where George St. Pierre came from. So he was on the, on some of the fights that I yeah. watched, yeah. right? So. I finally got my fight on TKO, and I knocked the guy out in three seconds to break the world record. That was that knockout really in my second fight. Well, now I, I can't fight in Ontario because MMA is illegal in Ontario at the time still. So no one wants to fight me. No one wants to fight is me. Is that and potentially harmful for your? It was hard like, for me. I, I couldn't get a fight now. I had a hard time <clears> getting fights because no one wants to fight the guy who knocks the guy out in three seconds. Yeah. Right. And in order to get someone to fight me, the company A has to pay for me to come. And I'm not going to sell that many tickets because it's so far away from my home. Yeah, it's hard for and sure. For them, then they got to pay for someone to fight me. So it's not a company doesn't want to. So even just being at show, that so point, I screwed myself kind of at the same time. Well, yeah, I mean, it's hard to look <laughs> so at. It's it like hard that for me way. to find fights, but I'm. And then I went on to win five fights in a row after that, knocking out everybody in basically the first round. <laughs> so How hard? Like when you say it's hard to find fights, like is it like, oh, I'm not going to have a fight this month, or I'm not going to have a fight for another six months? Yeah, for like six months, I yeah. sometimes. And then it took me a long time to build up my record. So those five, yeah, those five fights after that in a row, winning, were they all big like camps and like you're starting? To yeah, feel that's when like, I started having real camps. But at the same time, I wasn't fighting long or often enough, or getting paid enough. My my three second knockout, I think I got paid. Uh, Three hundred dollars. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that fight. And then my next fight, I got six. so they gave me a contract after that. Uh, I got a five fight deal or a three fight deal, and it was it went from like three hundred to six hundred to nine hundred to twelve hundred. So it wasn't even like a thirty thousand dollars thing. No, it was I like, remember Mark Hominick and Sam Stout's first fight in UFC. They got paid two thousand dollars each. Two thousand and two thousand. Well, it, unfortunately, it's not very surprising, right? Yeah. Like that's kind of like not that it's justified or anything, but that's kind of the some of the dialogue, yeah, no the main concern. Then, yeah, right? but at the same time, I was working at Sterling Trucks. So it's and not like I you got, can and quit. I gotta leave. I gotta take time off work to go for my fight. So it's actually costing me money to go and fight. Was that like a no brainer? Like as far as needing to take that like you have to X yeah, amount of time right. before the like start from the bottom. Now we're here. Type yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> work your way up. It's all in. Even like and was it at that time? Was it just like taking time off work, or you like fuck? I'm gonna lose my job or anything? Like I was that? lucky because I, um, 
the factory I worked at was a, like a CAW union. Yeah, yeah. So you could just so kind of like union call sponsored it. me. Oh, cool. So CAW would give me some money and cover some of my expenses and get me off work. Was that lucky <laughs> or is that like a program they have sometimes? No, I was just... You know, pitched it and they yeah, bought they you. They're like, like, yeah, yeah. They're just happy to have me. You know, yeah. This guy's in our union. Represent you know, them. Yeah. Professional fighters in our union. So they had pictures <clears> of me and I put their logo on my shorts. So after that, five, did you go through all? It was a five fight deal on TKO. Yeah, did you my, go through all five? T- yeah, I went through all TKO and then I fought for the title. And TKO. Yeah, and then I blew my knee out two weeks before the fight. I still fought anyway against Jesse Bongfeld. Yeah. I totally had my way from the first round. I don't even think he landed a shot on me. Yeah. And then I, my coach said. No more knees because he took you down twice while you take a knee. So what do I do? I come out and throw a jump knee right in the head. Right yeah. <laughs> get taken down the ground. I throw him right in an arm bar and he rolled out and blew my knee popped. Oh. So I just wanted to get to my feet to give it a kick. Yeah. And I didn't, I had very limited jujitsu at the time. I never really had a jujitsu coach. I just kind of, you know, we just kind of winged it. Yeah. So I rolled over to my knees to try and get to my feet real quick and kick my legs straight because I wanted to pop it kind of back in. And as soon as I rolled over, it got me to Renica choke. Oh, no. And way. I remember going, I'm going to get out. I'm going to get out. I'm not tapping. I didn't feel it. Like I was getting choked, but not like a pain choke. Did you go out? Yeah, I went to sleep. And I remember just look opening my so eyes. So you never tapped? I never tapped. And I woke up and the referee's going, all right, don't move. Don't and move. Like, and I'm going, fuck. Oh, fuck. You can't. Had you been choked out or knocked <laughs> no, out before, or anything like that before, before that? No. How was that? You don't even remember? You don't just remember wake it up. Really and it's at like, all. No, it's just, it, I, you, when I watch the video, I kind of convulsed when I wake up. So did you wish you would have tapped? No, because it didn't hurt. I know. I was just curious. You know, it's like, you, yeah. see, you look at people. And he went to the UFC right after that, basically, like a couple fights later. He ended up going to the UFC. Because that was the, for the championship yeah. or whatever, right? And then, so, did you go to UFC after that? No, then I got a phone call um, to try out for the Ultimate Fighter show. Okay. For season six. From who? I got, I got, an, email. I got an email from Joe Silva. Oh, yeah. He was the matchmaker for UFC. Yeah. And then he hooked me up with some lady from Spike TV. And she sent me all this stuff. and had to make this video of application videos yeah, but they want me to show some characterism yeah so i had to make a video that would stand out so i made a video of this i wish i had the video i wish i could find it because it's ridiculous so it was um, you think that you know, yeah it was hilarious it'd be so hard it was, to track um, it down from them but i started off the beginning of the video was a uh an ultrasound of a baby but the baby has boxing gloves on its hand and as a, as a narrator going chris was born with a rare disease where he had Boxing gloves for hands. That's hilarious. So it showed me going through life as a kid, and it would show like pictures of me as a kid with gloves on. And it showed me growing up, and I was dressed up as a kid trying to play baseball with boxing gloves on. So I was yeah. dropping the bat. That's cool. Like, no, that's that, like a... I got to a point where I got jobs. So I was trying to be a plumber. I was at the sink. And I dropped the wrench, hit myself in the head, and my my roommate was a mailman so for Canada Post. So I put on his outfit. I was trying to deliver mail, but I kept that seems the like mail. a pretty like unique things. video, <laughs> yeah. like a good concept yeah. and stuff. So then I was like, then he got sad, and it showed me like drinking. So I was drinking one night, and I passed out. And then TV <laughs> comes on; it was UFC, and I was like, I'm looking at my hands. Then it went to a highlight reel of all my fights, showing me all this stuff. And at one time, my wife was in nursing, so at the time she was my girlfriend. Yeah, we like we flew in this doctor from around the world. <laughs> we had a paper airplane on a chopstick. Man, I wish you had that. <laughs> yeah. That would yeah. be hilarious. We had a paper plane on a chopstick with the airplane sounds like. <laughs> Across That's the world, funny. yeah, yeah. My, my, my wife comes in and she has her doctor stuff on, and she's like, Look at my hands. She's like, Yep, he has fighter titus or something. Like this. <laughs> that, and what? So, yeah. how do you? Uh, and then I end up getting all my highlight reels, and then that sounds like a win yeah. application. Yeah, so I got to the UFC, the, the show. Oh, yeah. Oh, so they were like, I dig yeah, it. So I got to season six, and every year they had 16 people on the show, but they'd always have 32 start, and those 32 would fight, and whoever won those 16 would go into the house. Yeah. For some reason, 
season six, they changed that. And they did interviews with us privately. And I was like a job interview. So I was like so quiet and proper. The opposite that, of probably your the like the, the laugh of what they yeah. like got from so the they, video. They basically, I ended up didn't even make it on oh, the show sucks. because I was like, I didn't have no personality. Yeah, because I was, I didn't understand what was yeah. going on. Right, yeah. so I kind of blew that shot. But Versus, I got to go to Vegas for like over a week, but they locked me in my hotel room basically the whole time I was there. Probably because you can't. You just didn't even get, get a key to your room. Can't get anything out. You don't want to like tell. They put anyone. you in your hotel room and you don't get a key for it. So if you leave your room, you can't get back in. And if you don't get back, if you they catch you, then you're off just the show. off the show because yeah. they don't want to. Who's in town to be a cont- like on yeah. the series and yeah, stuff? Yeah, you were supposed to talk to the people. Who you're won with. that one? Um, you know? <clears throat> I don't know who won that season. I don't remember now. So I know Matt Hughes and Matt Sarah were the coaches that season. I think. Cool. So. Then so you got into that or like kind of got yeah, to there so and got then to there and then I went into the IFL, had a fight in the IFL, and then I kind of was in limbo because TKO had basically gone off. Yeah. I couldn't get a fight for a while again. And then I was just coaching people. Did you have, I've been meaning to ask this, did you have relatively the same coach, like from the time you were like 20 to like in, like when did No, I, I was self-taught with most well, of it. Yeah. Like just jumping around. So wherever, this, whatever, whatever club yeah, you're at, you use those. And I moved to London like, when I was 20, 28, 20, 29, I think. I moved to London and started training at, with Sean Tompkins, at, which is Adrenaline. Yeah. With those guys over there, and so have a lot of those guys been there since then as well. Yeah, those guys were already all fighting in TKO when I came. And that's kind oh, of reason really? why I did it. That's why I kind of moved this way, just so I could have actual like friends that are, you could relate that to. Were actually doing what I wanted to yeah. do, right? And so I got a job up here, and I just packed up everything and came to London because it wasn't too far from my home still. But it was like I still had people who were competing. Was in that TKO. Was, the, was that like the first time you were in a facility that like? facilitated that kind yeah, of stuff like, particular like yeah, other people had a coach yeah like instead of me finding stuff on the internet and saying hey, let's try this so those <laughs> guys that were there the guys that are, are there now kind of were mostly there yeah then. I think Dominic was already the TKO champion by the time I even started so you guys that. like kind of I, Dominic I, won the title in his first fight <laughs> crazy <laughs> he got brought in like a last minute replacement and just and took very advantage first fight of it the Canadian title won the TKO title so you guys fight. were all like active at the same time and then yeah they were already the like mark was already the champion at the time i think when i came in and i I joined the team over there and started training with them and i was probably with sean i'm trying to think a couple years anyway before he once sam and mark got into the ufc sean started training down in vegas so he left for vegas and i didn't really fight for a while so i was kind of like this mediocre fighter you were still active at the gym though just like so i started coaching yeah he left and those guys were in they got the UFC, so they left, and basically I was just there to teach. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't really have anyone to coach me anymore, so I just started teaching. And that's when I went from here to here. Really? Over the years, it was. So that's where I'm different from most people. Most people are like high-level fighters who retire and then start teaching. Where I was a mediocre fighter who started teaching full-time and then became a world-class fighter yeah. by teaching. So were they when they were both active in the UFC yeah, and then but, so they would do their training camps and stuff down in Vegas and then Sean when did helps. you have an opportunity to jump in on that I didn't get to the UFC for years and years later like years later just like probably five years later. really yeah how what led it that to happen well that was the thing is I was out of competition for a couple of years basically yeah. and I had had some injuries and tore my ACL and all this stuff and I was just coaching full-time yeah I was teaching sometimes 11 hours a day. Of you were lessons. still with your wife, girlfriend throughout yeah, all that? Yeah, we were together. 
Um, we weren't married at the time. But yeah, we, but yeah. you're okay. Yeah, and we didn't get married till uh, right before I got in the UFC. So she's been with you since all of my all pro that? fights except for my first one. Is she? Second, was second she one. How does? What's her? Well, she's a second degree black belt in karate, so she was always in. Oh, okay, so she had yeah. that like background. She yeah. she did that as a child and everything yeah. too. Oh, cool. She's an emerge nurse, so does she's she do handy for all my injuries. So. Yeah. <laughs> does she do anything now? Like, does she come and fuck around no, in classes is, or anything? No, she's too busy at work and stuff like that. She had yeah time she'll play around. She can still punch. Really? It's really impressive. She'll punch. That'd be cool. Why you don't yeah. you don't ever want to like? Well, I've trained her a few times, from? but she's like, don't tell me what to do. Not be yelling at me. It's kind of. I have a question that I want to get to after about that relates to that. Um. So what, how did it, how, what, who? Yeah, so anyway, I took a break from fighting because I, I couldn't get a fight anyway and I had no manager and I had no nothing. So I just started teaching all the time. And then to keep myself up to par in teaching, I had to be really more creative. And I had a couple of clients that would question me all the time. Well, why are you telling me to do this, but you do that? That's not what you did. I tell them to do something. Well, you don't do that. And yeah, so I, I had to start looking at myself mm-hmm. and I realized what I actually do. Mm-hmm. So I stopped practicing what someone was telling me to do. I started practicing what I do. What you're telling people to do as well, yeah. yeah. So then I started getting better and better and better at what I did. And then I had a fighter fighting in ringside. So ringside was the next biggest show in Canada. I was going to ask that one more. I was like, through those coaching years, like, were you just coaching classes? Or would you have a fighter that you'd work up to the show? Yeah, both. So I had a guy named Jesse Gross, who was probably top five in Canada at one point. Okay. And I was his first ever coach. He came to the gym, and I taught class, and then... He couldn't afford to pay me private lessons. So what I would do is I would bring him in when I was teaching other people. Yeah. So I would Observe let him like, be like a training partner for someone who was paying me, right? Or like a grappling partner or a wrestling partner or a sparring partner or something. I'd always and you kinda, teach him at the same time. You both just have a, had a win-win out of that. Like you had yeah. to, you had a new experience, like kind of working with a fighter for a fight. And he mm-hmm. like, but you, it, it, people at that point didn't really seek you out to train them for the a yeah. fight. Yeah. Cause I was just, I was still like considered a fighter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was just teaching yeah. classes every yeah. day and stuff like that. Right. So I wasn't in training camps, nothing. I was just teaching. So my, my brain was getting better, but my body wasn't. Was a lot of that stuff going on at adrenaline at that time where they're like, like people or fighters in big camps and stuff yeah, like but that. They were all down. Cause it was Mark, Mark, Sam and Chris, the three owners of adrenaline. They were always down in the States. At the time. Yeah. They had their fights. Like Chris was in like affliction and he was in like the IFL star and, Mark was in WEC, they, Sam was did, in UFC, so they, they were just gone a lot. A lot, or like like all the time, or are they back and forth? They were back and forth, but they would be, when they were they were gone, they'd be training camps for like two months at a time sometimes, yeah. and they'd come home, and then they'd be in, especially Sam, <laughs> he'd be in happy-go-lucky mode for they a while. Didn't, so they didn't, they were just athletes at the gym at that time, right? Yeah. Yeah. They would teach some classes here and there, and then I, so Jesse Gross, I got a fight in ringside. Okay, yeah, yeah. Ringside was a big show at the time. And I was there, and the promoters knew me from fighting previously, and one of the guys from TKO was running the show. And they, t- they took a look at me, and I was way out of shape. Yeah. I hadn't been training. I'd just been teaching people. So my brain had been getting better, but I wasn't. What's, like, way out of shape? Like, are you... Uh, like, I like, fought at 170, so I'd walk around at, like, 210, 215. Oh, okay, so you're, so. respectively, yeah. like, out of shape. Yeah, so I got a phone call after <laughs> being at one of their events and see, them seeing me, and be like, you still competing? I'm like, yeah, I'm still... Well, they offered me a title shot. Against. So you just was like, I can't say no, I'm they not ready. They offered a shot against Jonathan Goulet, who was like an idol of mine, and I looked up to who was in the UFC, had like ten, nine or 10 fights in UFC. And I was like, well, this is my chance. That's a, so that was, was the like, attitude towards you? Like, yeah, there's no, chance. like, yeah. I'll say yes and figure it out after. Yeah, exactly. I'm in. And I, I knew exactly why. Were you I, I knew that they'd see me out of shape. I knew you, that they thought I was going to lose because it's a Quebec show. Jonathan's a Quebec guy. He's 
the UFC guy, they want him the champion. Were you, so I knew they wanted me to lose, right? So give me motivation. I were knew you that waiting they for a, a moment like that, or like through in your in that particular time in your life where you're like, I didn't know what. To were do. you trying hard to get an opportunity like that, or you're kind of like this? I don't know. You know, like at yeah, the time you, I wasn't really because I wasn't really competing much. I didn't really have. Anybody yeah. to fight? No shows were seeking me out. It was kind of I didn't know I was in limbo. I'll just keep doing a, this for now. I was managing fighters, I didn't kind of manage it myself, which wasn't really helping. <laughs> so really you're like, much. "Fuck it, yeah, yes, yeah. of course I'm in. I'll figure yeah. this out." So I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And I was just like, "Okay, how long?" I'm not gonna let this opportunity go by without me saying I tried 100 percent for sure. So I busted my ass physical wise to get myself in shape. How long? Like when was it? Like are you? Well, in I, I, I had a good 12 week camp at least. Okay. I had a full camp for it, and I got myself in great shape, and I. Went there and knocked him out in the second round. So, and then Sweet. I became the ringside title. So that's right that. I'm like, okay, I'm 30. How much would you have got for something like that? I think I got $4,000. Okay. And not like, yeah. okay, that's a lot, yeah. but like better than 400 or something. 2000 I think. Yeah, for knocking Then I'm like, okay, well, I'm the ringside title. That's a world title. I just knocked out a guy who's been in the UFC for nine or 10 fights. So now I have a chance to make a run for the UFC. So I said, I'm only fighting people who are in the UFC. Yeah. So I was like, I set my standard. I'm like, I need to get the UFC. I'm already getting old. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I'm already like 34. Yeah. So I need to fight people who I've already been in the UFC or I'm, to keep myself. Or going. I means need nothing. Yeah. Go, yeah. Right? This is my chance. So my next fight, I didn't end up getting a guy who was in the UFC. I ended up getting um, a guy, a last minute guy on a show in my hometown, but they're going to pay me a lot of money. So. Yeah. Okay, so right. over double what I've ever been paid before. So I went in and fought Caleb Grummet, I think is his name. I had to go up a weight class to fight him, and I show up, and he's about your size. I'm going, holy crap. So I ended up beating him, too, in the first round. I mean, first or second round. He quit. He was a bloody mess. But I was like, okay, I beat him. And I was like, okay, give me something else in the UFC. And then professional fighting series came, or professional fighting something came along. PF, professional fighting championships. Yeah. They were putting on a show in Windsor, and they wanted me, because I had the ringside title, this coast, off the West Coast area, and I don't know, off the East Coast, and the guy in the West Coast was um, Travis Briere had the unified title. So they're like, we want to try and get a unified Canadian title. Mm -hmm. This is a professional fighting championship, so I want the champion from the West Coast to fight the champion from the East Coast. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, okay, he's not UFC either, but it's just he, he has a title. Mm -hmm. and he has a good, he's undefeated. He has a, like, I think he's 11 and 0. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's do that. So I ended up beating him with a spinning back kick in the second round. Then again, I go on the mic and I said, I want UFC guys, right? Yeah. So then they finally offered me a couple of fights in different organizations and they kept with UFC guys and stuff kept falling through. And then right. Like the fight like got canceled or yeah, something for some reason. Out yeah. Or something. And then uh, score fighting series started a show and they were actually big because they're, they're on the score. TV, yeah. They had a lot of money. So they were able to get me, uh, it was supposed to be a different guy who was in the UFC and then it fell through last minute and Rich Clemente came in. Yeah. And Rich Clemente was, I think he had like 65 fights. He had 10 fights in the UFC. He actually beat Rumble Johnson in the UFC. Yeah. He had a win over Sam Stout at my gym in the UFC. And he was, but he was going to come up weight class to fight me because he was, he had just got cut from the UFC. So yeah. he didn't want to cut down to 155 anymore. He just wanted to fight at 170. So yeah. Like, okay, let's fight Rich Clemente. And I, I, he took me down for the first two rounds. I, gra I grappled with him, but he won the first two rounds. Are you, is that just something that's given? It's like, yeah. you, but I knew I had to beat him. That was the most nervous I'd ever been in my life. Because I, I was like, if I lose this fight. Pre-fight? Yeah. If or, I lose this, my UFC chances are over. Does, does any I of that, does that, does any of that enter the cage? 
It did. It does. Yeah, because you're hesitant to make a mistake. Really? Even yeah. like even in the moment, you're still like, and that's you still in the back of your mind. And then you stop, but at first you get in there and you're very like hesitant. But once you get hit a couple times, everything else goes out the window, yeah. right? But he just kept wrestling me and taking me down, and we'd grapple, and it was more like a scramble after scramble after scramble. No, nothing really happening, but he was squeaking out the rounds. I think yeah, by control. Yeah. And then we got into the third round, and I threw a punch, and I missed him, and he was standing lefty. And when I came around, I missed. So I just came backwards with a back fist that I've never done in my entire life. And boom. Knocked him out. <laughs> dropped him on the ground. <laughs> jumped on. That's where the scar on my face is from. From what? And so I dropped him, and I started ground and pounding him. And I knew I was down, so I knew I had to finish him. But I was exhausted. It was the third round, and he up kicked me, and a heel hit me. Just that's a heel, that little roundness. It just happened, but it didn't yeah. do. It didn't obviously knock you out. No, it just got me back. And then he's like, instantly. This is the only thing I never wanted in my career. I was like, I never wanted a scar on my face. Right? Yeah. I didn't care about broken legs and stuff like that. What is it? Just rip open? Yeah. Or is it, it like tore. it was just ripped? It was a big cut. Yeah. So I just started ground pounding him because yeah, just basically <laughs> until the referee broke it up and stopped it. Cool. And I got the phone then. Every other day, I was getting a manager to call me. Really? People were calling me nonstop. Hey, Did you have a manager at that point no, or not really? Manager. So they just. Like, hey, I think we can get you in the UFC. I think I can get you in the UFC. I think you sign with me. I'll get you in the UFC. And I, I just said, get me in the UFC and then I'll sign. Right. Is that surprising? It at was that point? because. Or were you like, wait, looking at your phone, like, I'm waiting for these calls and they call coming where you're like, okay, continue on with like my, my no, ev- was, never ending battle? Playing. I wasn't thinking about it. This was what I wanted. Right, but they, you, all they kept saying, "I can get you. I can. I can. I can." I said, "Do it," and then I'll sign with you. Did it? Did it? Was it? Was it a shock? Like, were you like, oh, I'm I, surprised this is happening? Or are you like jumping no, out? I, like, I, I knew I was due. I had just okay. knocked out. I was on like a five fight win streak. Every win I had was by knockout. Every single so you win knew it was by coming. knockout. And two of the guys I had knocked out were in the UFC, and one of them had only been finished once. So I was the second person ever to knock. So who was like, the first one to say to get it to get you in? Uh, like how that like, so just pulled through and was like, yeah, one this guy, was you your know, fight. One guy just pulled through and said, hey, "Are you ready?" So does yeah, that I was on the treadmill? I was right beside Mark Hamill. I'll never forget it. I was at the treadmill, just going for a run because I had just got signed to fight in a different organization. Yeah, and that's why I was turned down these managers because I was like, "Oh, I can just why am I going to pay you? When yeah. I can just keep the money for myself because I can just manage myself now." Yeah. Right? Unless you can get me in UFC, because I can't do that myself. So I got a phone call from a guy, and I was going to try. I just remember grabbing the treadmill and going, looking at Mark. Saying what? Oh, like, what was the call? Like, hey, like, I can, hey, this ready? is the fight. Oh, yeah, the- I got you, and you're fighting this day in UFC. Like, call me, give me an opponent, give me a date, and everything. How long was the fight? I went home and told my wife, and I bawled my eyes out when I told her. I couldn't even tell her about crying. And like happiness? Oh, yeah. I call, I cry call my mom, I cry call my dad. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it was substantial. Yeah, because I put a lot of years into this, right? And I was, I was 35 years old. Was it like at that point? Box checked. Yeah, because I had now it's just all became like, a father. Oh yeah, I was, I was, I was no, just about to become a father. My wife was pregnant. Really, just got married. Look at that. Gives yeah. me goosebumps yeah. thinking like yeah. that's my the timing was born of it. In March, and I, my fight was in, in April. No way. Yeah. But I got the phone call in December or in January or December. When was the fight? When? Where so was I had the, a good where? camp. Had three months. It was in Atlanta. So did they Atlanta, go? Georgia. So then that's what happened though, because the fight was supposed to be in Montreal, and they canceled the show. And they moved the show to Atlanta a couple weeks later. So I got an extra long camp. Great. Give me more time to get in shape for my UFC. Yeah. But because I punched my friend in the head yeah, in high yeah, school, yeah. I got that criminal record. I got it's banned. From, said, no, they banned me from going to the States. But now my fight's in the States. So I spent probably $3,000 on legal fees and stuff to get across the border. And really, I didn't have to spend any of that money. All I ended up happening was I went to the border, 
met the chief at the border who was an MMA fan and gave me a border parole for nothing. So I wasted like $3,000. Could you imagine though, if that was like you had to pull out or something, like if you had a manager at that point, he just like convinced. I got my fight in UFC and I can't do it because I one of my best friends in the face in high school. Imagine. (laughs) Did your wife and daughter? No, no, my my wife came. We had our daughter was like a month old. She went and stayed with my mother-in-law. My wife flew down oh, cool. the day before the fight. So and then, my coaches drove down to Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia. Crazy. <laughs> Just to, to be How there. was that like whole experience? Oh, it was amazing. Being like, did, was it, what were you looking forward to most like being in the UFC? Like, was it just saying it? Was it the it was different? Just, it was the like, I, it. I know I did it. To know I accomplished it. Was it the diff? Yeah, just simply that, and then yeah. everything else was like because the production and like no, even how they take care of you. And you're I'm, seeing people you're fans of. These are all people I watched on TV yeah. in the room with them. Yeah, right. Oh, there's Dana White. And you could just like <laughs> soak it all in, or yeah. was it all like? Could you even soak it in? My first, so my fight. If you watch my first fight, when I get to the cage, the Bud Light symbol is there. I went and laid down. I read. I got in the cage. I walked around in circles, and I laid down the symbol in the very in the Bud Light symbol. I put my hands behind my head, and I crossed my legs, and I laid there. I Just because you wanted to do it, my, my name was going across the lights, crossing the stadium up top, and I was like, "Yep, I made it." Would you <laughs> like have that. even cared how the fight went at that point? Like, I was wanted it, to win. I yeah. wanted my first win. But after that, that's what happened is because that was such a goal for me, and I was already so I was thirty six years old now. By the time I fought, mm-hmm. thirty six, my first fight in UFC. Most people are retired by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I got, I got my win, and then my, my career took a downfall after that because I didn't care anymore. Yeah. I had already accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish, and then it was kind of just having fun. Do you, is that, would you change anything about that? Like, do you- I would, but I had, so my, my wife got pregnant again, so now I have two young kids at home. So in order for me to have a camp, I'm the biggest guy at my gym. Yeah. I have no one really to push me. So in order for me to get further in my you career, I would have somewhere. to leave. So now I'm at a crossroads where- when your kids are young, you only have a, you only have that one. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Miss. Like, you can't miss you know, those absolutely first three to four years of their life. Yeah. Right? So if I'm going to leave for three months at a time, or I take my career, was that something you were conscious of making that decision, yeah, or are you I, like I chose it? I, I was like, I'm going to stay with my family, stay with my family, yeah. train myself. You know, I had Leo Lugs to help hold me some pads for me, get my hands going, keep me tighter. I had Andrew Elliott to help me. Did with your the training? But I had no like. Big gym frauds for hobby, like had like these big coaches. I didn't have anything like that. I just had a couple of people who I was close to, and that's who helped me get to the UFC. So why would I abandon what got me there? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more, it was more my mindset. It wasn't Did, the win. It was just I never had. A, I never went in there like George, George St. Pierre is famous for having game plans. Yeah, my game plan was I'm gonna knock you out or I'm gonna lose trying. Was it like that? <laughs> that was it. in all the previous fights and in, in pretty much yeah. all the I, other I ones like, too. I never tried to win a fight. I tried to knock people out. Did your training like or and or mindset change to maybe like less serious after no, that? I think I, I trained even? harder. I trained harder but fought yeah, carelessly. Yeah, yeah. I just want, and it wasn't because I didn't was it like spectacle purposes? Yeah, like you yeah. wanted, well, to, wanted to like put on a show. live up to what you've been doing basically yeah. more than ever. I wanted to put on a show. I wanted people to want to watch me fight. Whether I won or lost, I want people to think I was excited. But that's how you like yeah. ended most of your fights already. Do you yeah. think that if you like wouldn't have gone carelessly and carelessly more, if you would cautiously. have more cautiously, but whatever, if you would have fought the exact same way you had been fighting versus like, I'm going to throw, throw more of these, like switching yeah. it up to please like that, would you have... Because you know by default, 
pre- by previous fights that your fights end in like cool, spectacular, like yeah. unique I, I, ways. I knock you out or I lose. That's the way it's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. But I ended up winning a decision. My first fight in UFC is the first decision when I ever had. Go figure. And that guy, I never hit anybody in my life the way I hit that guy. I you hit just that guy kept eating everything. It? Actually, just- I did knock him out at one point, I think, with the back elbow. But I hit him again with the elbow, woke him back up, and we're on the ground. Is but that just a different caliber of athletes? I don't, or just that one just particular one guy. guy? I don't understand it. Like He had a huge record, and he'd fought a lot of tough guys, and I don't know if he'd ever been finished really by knockout. Any, he like, cr- cool? What? So what number was that? For my fights? I think it was my 12th. No, UFC. Oh, UFC 145. Oh, wow. So it's not like it's, like, 45. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, time-wise. Um, John Jones, Rashad Evans was the main event. So. Oh, no way. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Did back you, then, too, it was on... My fight was on Facebook. Really? I didn't have fight pass. Or anything, So I yeah. was the very first fight of the night, or the second fight of the night before the show actually officially started. Yeah. So I'm fighting in this giant arena, but it was almost empty. <laughs> did you time, go, right? like, did you watch the, re- did you get yeah, to enjoy they, the rest of the night? Well, from my change room. I was, because the thing is, you go from being the big, you know, the, the, well, the, I could, the big but, fish in the small, on your the own small, accord? small pond, right? Because you go from being the big fish in the small pond to being, the, you know, the small fish in the big pond type thing. So I was used to being the main event. Yeah. At every show, like for the last couple of fights that I had, I was usually the main event. Like the last four or five fights. And then I go to being on the prelims. So after I was done, it was usually time to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right? I'd be the last fight. And now I'm one of the first fights. And... We just have, but you just... But you won. Were you like... But the UFC keeps a leash on you kind of after. Really? I yeah, guess. because yeah. I, they said that because I... They said maybe they told me it was because I was in the States and I just beat up an American. If they didn't want me going on the crowd. I, I guess. Get, I guess yeah. maybe at that point yeah. UFC yeah. was a little bit more wild. Yeah. Like everything was a little less yeah. tight so I, at that point. I had to like get security. I had to ask special permission and get security to escort me out where the fighters walk just to give my wife a hug. It'd be the, honestly like that'd probably feel cool in yeah. a weird way too. Like I had to save my change room all yeah. night. Really? <laughs> yeah. Did you party after or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, I think I stayed up almost all night after. That's yeah. funny. And then came back, and then came it's back. It's so cool right after here. you win, right? Because you're, you're like, the man. Yeah, on top of the world, yeah. and then you're out. But now I'm with people I watch on TV. Yeah. So I'm out having a beer and stuff like that with, like, Rashad Evans. Did you, like, was hey. was it, like, were you bumping shoulders with them that, like, yeah, that like weekend and or night? And, yeah. yeah. And they, 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 some of them have seen my fight, and they like, congratulations type thing. So cool. And they know who you are a little bit. So yeah. That part was cool. And then what after that? And then I got... Uh, injured, tore my two rotator cuffs. My Training. Arm. Yeah, doing a snatch up really high. I felt a little pop, but I tried to keep going. And so I tore my bicep tendon off, my two rotator cuffs, my supraspinatus, my infraspinatus, and my labrum. Oh, God. And then I got a phone call to fight on a pay-per-view. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> a pay-per-view too. <laughs> on a pay-per-view with my shoulder injured. Did you? So I said, okay. <laughs> of course. And I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I mean, what are you going like, to say? Like, no. It's a pay-per-view. Yeah. I don't want to fight a pay-per-view. I was like, if I can walk in the cage, I can fight when I get there. That's, That's like why. probably mentality for yeah. 99% yeah. of fighters. I, but a lot of guys pulled out on that card. It was like crazy. It's like, what are you guys, how are these people pulling off this card? So many people, like they called it the cursed card. Yeah. People were pulling out left, right, and center. And then I had, my opponent switched on me. Uh, he got injured, and I had to fight a different guy. Yeah, so it was all. He, he, Matt Riddle, he's actually in the WWE now. I just yeah. watched him in the Royal Rumble. So he was my opponent, and super good guy. I, I, he was like. But he bamboozled me, I would say, because uh, we we cut weight together. We, yeah, he's a really good guy. I never met him before, and we hung out quite a bit actually before the fight. We yeah. talked, and we were, we swam, we were swimming in the pool together. We we're hanging out. He was like, "Man, I'm so excited for our fight. We're gonna fight the night for sure. You're not gonna take me down. I'm not gonna take you down." 
We go in there, he takes me down. Right you think that was on purpose? I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, sorry, man, I got, like you said, I got three kids to feed. I'm, <laughs> like, I was like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so he kept wrestling me the whole time. Then he just lied to me and he was like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> was, we had a fun though. They, yeah. I elbowed him in the face one time. He was like, oh man, that really hurt. <laughs> no, like, I'm going to give you another one. You don't even like, you know, let me up. <laughs> was, That's funny. You ever, at the end, I we had a really good fight. We were probably right, going to win fight the night. And I don't even know who was winning at this point. Probably him from takedowns, but I wasn't quite sure. Had him up against the fence. There's probably a minute or two to go. And I'm like, fuck, are you ready to win fight the night or what? He's like, yeah, let's fucking do it. So I let him off the fence, and we squared off, and we just started to slug it out. And I threw a spinning back fist, and I threw myself right into a choke. Oh, <laughs> like, fuck. With my bad shoulder. Yeah. So it was my bad shoulder. I spun backwards right over his shoulder. And he kind of closed his eyes, and, kept, and he goes, Here you are. Oh. I, I threw myself right into it. So I ended up losing that one by submission. Crazy. And I, I got it on my pay-per-view. And I remember watching that one. I remember going to my corner because all the lights and stuff. As he was walking to the ring, I was like, yeah for sure like, He's like yeah it's really cool no one would get to like experience <laughs> yeah, that really like, right it was like one of the coolest experiences of my life to be on that pay-per-view so i can imagine well, that, I can and imagine. after that i was just like i want my goals all i wanted to do right yeah so. so then did you start like when did you pick up like coaching as like or like i was training always i was 100 percent a full-time trainer Always. Did you I know part time? Even in the UFC, as a part time fighter. Did you know that you were like a better than average coach? Always because of like that's because no. you always coached or trained or like was a trainer. I, no, I didn't think I was that. Like, handy. did you have anything that like I was good at teaching naturally? I think because I'm really good with people. Yeah, I can understand different people's personalities and how because different people learn different, right? So yeah. I, I was good at reading people to see if they're catching on and understanding that type of thing. But I didn't quite understand techniques and things at the time to where I understand them now, mm -hmm. to where they start. And when, I think that's what... So did you really like start to absorb all that as the more you teach, the more you could learn like yourself? So right before I got that title fight with Goulet, I had fought uh, Mark Blackburn. And I went up a weight class to fight him and I knocked him out. I remember because I was off for a long time. I was having a hard time getting fights. I've been injured lots of times. Hold on. So UFC, was it just like per one fight at a time no i had a three fight contract okay, okay. and then after i my second fight they renewed so after yeah then they renewed do they give contract. you any signing bonus for like three fights or it's just like fight no, there's one no signing bonus at all but or they, anything like they used to give you bonuses after your fight yeah so if you put on a good show like you had the fight night bonuses but they just secretly send you a check but it's not like if you have a three fight contract you got like 50 a 10 50 or 100 grand check right then and there like yeah. you had to make it to the fight make, fight so you get and fight. then go it's like so my first fight was eight and eight i think is it still or like that so it was i think yeah so you get a contract that says your first fight is six and six so this is for me now it's probably like 15 and 15 mm -hmm. so it's like okay if you get if you win you get the other you get your and then the, and then, the so then it goes up by two thousand yeah 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 if you <clears> lose <throat> it stays the same price for the next fight and mm -hmm. win that next fight then it goes so it's like a tiered thing yeah and you could go up. And then you at the point you get to renegotiate. So at that point, before we go to the whole coaching aspect, was that like fair? It was paying more than anywhere else was. So you couldn't argue with it. But it was it still like in the sense of what? Like that's still probably, I guess. Is it the, the 30, hard part? Of the, 30, like, it's, is, is that enough to make a living at, even no, at that point? No, definitely not. Like, are you getting. That's why I went crazy when I fought. That's why I was always trying to knock the guy out because all I want to do is win a knockout bonus or a fight in the bonus. Sure. I wasn't trying to win the fight. And I was trying to knock the guy how out many, and win a bonus. How many of the guys like you were fighting or you like had outside sponsorships as well? Like It was good back at 
before Reebok came along. And that's where, where I got screwed over is because, so my first fight was, you know, I didn't make a whole lot because I was the very first guy in the undercard. No one's going to see me. So I made a couple of grand. Mm -hmm. And my second fight, I think I made around, around 10,000. So I was making more off my sponsor than I was fighting. And then my third fight, I think I got like 17,000. I got paid 10. I was supposed to get 10 and 10. So right? who, wait, who's giving you the 17? Who's your sponsor? sponsor? Oh, okay, okay. Ladies, right? Okay, okay, yeah. And then Reebok comes along and announces they're coming over and taking over all the sponsorships and all the companies. Because in order for you to say Showtime wants to sponsor yeah, put, yeah. a logo on somebody in the UFC, you would have to pay the UFC like a hundred and something thousand dollars or whatever to for, be for a, a year to have the opportunity to, to pay, pay you. Yeah. Then you got to pay the fighters on top. And then Reebok comes along and takes over. As UFC says, okay, no more everybody, you're all that, you're all done. So everybody's kind of like, oh, screw you too. I'm not, why am I going to give this guy money right now, right? Yeah. So I went from getting 17000 down to like 500 So they couldn't do anything, like, did, was, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. was that, did they know, did everyone know that was going to happen? Yeah, because the, your Reebok was going to sponsor us instead. Okay. But instead of me getting, like, you know, some guys are little making, here, some guys there, are getting yeah. close to $100,000 for some yeah. sponsors probably. Whatever, Now yeah. you're getting basically paid... A, some had, weird salary. Five thousand. If you have five fights in UFC, you get five thousand dollars, basically. Yeah. Anywhere from ten fights and under, you get ten thousand. Is it still yeah, UFC or uh, Reebok? Venom just took over. Now I don't know their tier structure, but it's probably not much different than Reebok. Just was. so they could have control over that. Like yeah, obviously Reebok's still paying. And I like the uniforms. I like that the UFC did that. Yeah. Like for for a, a visual as a fan, I yeah. think it looks better. And cleaner and more versus having just like you know, whatever yeah, showtime and and, yeah, and yeah, yeah anything yeah. strip clubs sponsoring you yeah. and stuff like that yeah so I like that aspect of it I understand their point and they were getting paid handsomely as well right yeah then they get their clothing line so it was a win yeah win for them. yeah but as a fighter coming through that era I got really screwed yeah like massive that first group was, or like I that was first getting paid more for sponsors than I was for my fights and then all of a sudden that was gone yeah right so then I was just like. What do I do now? Yeah. So, <laughs> Try and get a bonus. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess. Especially when I had to fight in like Australia. You know, it's an expensive place to go. You can't, <laughs> like, it's almost not even worth pays going. You to fly yeah. and they pay for one of your cornermans to go. And then you had to like kind of help your, they had another cornerman come and then you got hotel rooms and stuff like that for your cornerman as well. That stuff can add up. I think I. Yeah. And then they. And that's just fighting in the, the States too. Fighting in the States and fighting in Australia. Australia was even worse than the States. I think they took 30 something 33 percent really of the check so i got i, think I got paid twenty thousand because i won in australia and i got a check for 3400 so oh that was before yeah so like 34 13.4 none of those guys had adrenaline on their shorts or anything like that really uh maybe you we could were allowed to have your gym certain things like yeah, that yes yeah. you had to but you still you weren't had to give the before your I got weigh-ins. You have to give them your short them your shorts and it's, your banner. It's also not like those guys are necessarily yeah. like sponsoring you either. Yeah, exactly. That's just like you're doing a like yeah. So you were still allowed that stuff at the time, but that was before Reebok came in. Yeah, that's what so I was going to say. Reebok came in. Yeah. There's no gyms. There's no nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't fight with a Reebok uniform. I was done. My last fight was like the, the last pay per view before Reebok came in. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't have to do all that, but yeah, but at the time, yeah, they. Like adrenaline wouldn't have to pay the UFC yeah, to yeah. on the shorts, but like yeah. companies would have to. Yeah. So they always inspected your shorts, inspected your banners and stuff like that before you fight. Yeah. I get that too. Like you were saying, it's like yeah. for sure there's a, a, a you'd have to you'd basically make a deal with the company and say, Okay, okay, showtime, okay, you're gonna sponsor me and you can pay. have this it's like real estate, okay? You can have the butt. Yeah, the yeah. Whoever pays expensive. for the or yeah, yeah, the most expensive yeah, or a t shirt is a little bit more because yeah. it's a walkout or a hat, right? 
so I could re- like auction off different spots to the shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Reebok comes along and it's all gone. Yeah, for sure. That'd be like you know some you get a big company that wants is yeah worth the advertising. You make more than yeah. a full year salary. You and whatever you have left, and you throw your gym logo there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Because it's like that's your home, anyways. Yeah. So coaching then, like you were starting to evolve like faster as a your own abilities as you started teaching more and like problem solving for other people. Yeah, in turn. I, so I knocked out that guy, Mark Blackburn. So I was off for a long time and I had been training and I wanted to come in and put on a, and he had won two fights. I didn't know much about him. He, he came in short notice. I had to go up a weight class to fight him. And he had two fights and they were both knockouts with head kicks in less than a minute. So yeah. Must be a kickboxer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little do I know he's a judo black belt. So I go in and expecting to put on this kickboxing. I was like, okay, I'm going to put on a clean kickboxing clinic. I'm going to throw clean techniques and straight punches. And he takes me down. We wrestle around the ground. I end up getting back to my feet. And he, I remember looking at him. He literally closed his eyes and just started wailing at me like a crazy man. And I was trying to get away from him so I could just circle off and do And he was just like spazzing almost at me, all like falling at me. Yeah. And I remember just going, like angry for a split second. I just remember going, I grabbed him and I hit him with a knee and then I a liver shot and overhand just bang, 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 and knocked him out real quick. And I was like, how the hell did I just knock him out? Yeah. I've never done that combination before. Yeah. I've never thrown that combination before. And then I went over the combination and I started feeling how my body yeah. moved and how I created so much momentum. So I, 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 so I call it tick-tocking basically. Yeah. It was, it was like tick-tock. My body just twisted and created energy as it went. So I started kind of playing around with it. So then I went to my clients that I was trained at the time and I changed the way I was teaching them. And I started making them do how I knocked him out with. I started playing with how I moved. I started really paying attention to athletics. But before that, not that like whole concept or like just that epitome hadn't happened yet. Well, it like- hadn't happened, no. And that's when I went from like here to here. I took a huge jump after that because I was really aware of my body mechanics. Then. Yeah. And then my teaching went from here to here. When you were when you say teaching, like was it just my my clients were improving at like a crazy? Sp- were they aspiring UFC fighters, or is it like kind of what? Yeah, yeah, most of them were amateur fighters at the time, and I managed some other guys that were, but not like what it is now. It's different. It's, like now, it's there probably, was a lot of shows back then. Really, we used to have a lot of events. Like there was a lot of pro cards in Canada at the time, and there's still, but at this time, there's still no like. Instagram or yeah, there's still like no that. Instagram and stuff like, like that. Yeah. Social media in general, yeah. no, nothing like that. Facebook, yes, but there was nobody. There's no videos. It didn't have the same purpose. It no does videos now. Or anything yeah. like that. I don't even know if our phones could really make a video that you could yeah. post. Yeah, time, right? right. Yeah. So I just started working on making how people moved instead, mm-hmm. right? Because that's where that punch came from, and that knee came from, right? The way I moved, and my clients started hitting harder. Do they start getting more success? Even yeah. in their own right? Yeah, I had a lot of guys started going good. Like Jesse Gross was up the top five in Canada at the time. I had another guy, Raj Haddon, that was like doing really well. And just to kind of help me. Like, so the more I was like with them, the better it was making me. Because the more I was aware of things. So how and I started playing around. So I just started playing around with yeah. things. And I started feeling how one thing created another. Do you think it, it was because you had less, like, ex, not like less expectations, but less uh, account, like... It, you were able to loosen up and even your own training be that way because you didn't have like these I wasn't still, you had already stuck. checked off the boxes of like the goals you had wanted to get accomplished. Yeah. Like, were you just I, more I, I, chill in the gym in general and that's what you allowed to do it? I was a chill or? fighter too. After yeah. a while. 
So when I fought Goulet for the title, and I won the ringside title, right when I started getting my UFC run, on the way to the cage, Leo Laux had been training me. And this is still the best thing anyone has ever said to me in my life. Yeah. I was nervous as shit. So I was fighting Jonathan Goulet, ten time, nine or 10-time UFC vet. Guy I watched myself. I used to watch him from the, from the fans and go, oh, he's awesome, right? Crazy. I'm fighting him now. And I stopped right before we walked out, and I looked at Leo, and I was like, I'm not going to lie, Leo. I'm pretty fucking nervous. And he just grabbed me, and he goes, just be yourself. And I'm, I was just like, I can do that? Because Sean Tompkins was a great coach for some people, but when I fought, we didn't agree. Sure. Like, he can call stuff for like Sam, and Sam would just yeah. do what he said. Yeah. But for me, he'd be yelling at me. He'd always get angry at me. I wouldn't listen to what he said mm -hmm. because it didn't suit me. It didn't feel right to me, and I, I have, it wasn't my style, yeah. right? So when Leo told me, just be yourself, I was like, well, I'm allowed to do that. And I just felt this freedom. What was the nervousness just of like a failure? Yeah, just because I knew <clears throat> I had to beat him if I ever wanted to go to the Did UFC. you ever have any like- he's, oh, he's an idol of mine. Yeah. He's good. So it was just like anticipation, really <laughs> anxious. Like, yeah. It was like, did you ever like have anything weird where you like throw up? Like, were you getting nervous and throw up? Uh, like, no, there's a lot of guys that's in the toilet quite a few times. For yeah. Me. <laughs> or like, did you, is like, again, forgive my ignorance, but like, is there like, does it go through your head like every time, like, fuck it, I'm not doing this or anything like that? Or no. Is it like, and constant, like, you know, the battle's coming in your head, you just got to overcome it. Or is it always like, you know, that just only that anxious, like, yeah, let's get it on. Some people thing. are like pukers. Some yeah. people are fine. Other people get really angry backstage. Yeah. I would always be joking around and kind of let's take, I would take my mind off the subject and I would try to think about it until my hands get wrapped. Once my hands get wrapped, then I'm like, this oh, is shit, real. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. But as soon as my music would come on, then I would kind of go into this different person. Cool. Like, I would really transfer out of body on most of this, this time to put on the show. Yeah. Like, to a performer. And then the nerves were kind of gone. Once I got going, and then the, once I got in the cage, the nerves were gone. Usually I was just like, okay. Yeah. Time to perform, right? I'm sure, I'm right? I'm myself. sure you're kind of just distracted. Except for one time, my mom was in this crowd. And, and I was you, just getting ready to get in the ring, and my mom was just like, hi. And I was like, oh. I thought I was going to start crying. Why? Because had she, you hadn't like had that visual before? Yeah. Really? Was like, she was like right by the cage. And I was coming around the corner, getting all pumped up. My mom was just right there. And I was just like, oh, shit. Like, all these emotions and nerves hit you at so one time, right? Yeah. Like, I can't cry. I'm ready to fight. Yeah. <laughs> when, so how long after you kind of like were done fighting and started coaching to like where you're at now coaching? It's like, I was always full-time coaching. Always, but even always, just always. like that, like where you were able to like relax with your clients and like our fighters and like yeah, kind of I play done, a little bit. Yeah, once I wasn't competing, I could totally focus only on them. So how long has that been from then to now? Uh, it's been six years now. I okay. Yeah, my last fight I was thirty nine, so I'm, like, I'm seven years now. I'm going to seven years. So you you think like, or is it the fact that like if you just could drop down? age but still keep what you've learned over the last years oh. of with the clients you'd be a completely better well, i'd be way I'm, I'm way more knowledgeable and better now than i ever was when i competed really do you think there would have been a way to pick up that stuff when you were fighting or just like different stages it, of yeah, life it's a different stages of life and experiences and learning and so i learned so much more from teaching did you right? either i get so much better teaching people and the thing is i was never physically the best fighter like there's amateurs like physically fit like, wise, not, and yeah, and fit wise too, or like when yeah, you were physically. Too, I was, I was, I was like, I'm barely five foot nine. Were you always battling injuries and shit? I, like I had a lot of injuries. I started, I started when I was old, and I still had a rough go as a kid. And I was on every sport. And I think that's what actually helped me too teach what I teach is because 
I'm so familiar with other sports. Yeah. I've played volleyball. I've played baseball. I've played basketball. You can I've relate. I've played everything. So I, I know how to kind of move for every sport. So I'm able to find ways that relate to fighting. Mm-hmm. Like someone like Nick. So Nick, some people don't know, he's a bodybuilder and he's very rigid, but he's mm-hmm. really good at basketball. So when I teach him to play, do things in striking, I'll make him relate it to basketball, mm-hmm. shifting his weight. Right? So that kind of helps me relate things to people so they can understand it and learn. Because people get nervous when they try and fight or trying to learn how to fight. They come in the gym, and they're going, oh, hands, feet, kick, punch. Yeah. And, like, and then yeah. They, 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 they get all tight. Where if I guess you give you a baseball, so throw it. <laughs> you never yeah. get all stressed out to throw a baseball. You never get stressed out to shoot a basketball, right? Mm-hmm. You never get, get stressed out to hey, swing a golf club. You don't lock up and tighten up. You know? Yeah. Stressful. Golf is a little bit stressful for a slice. Yeah. <laughs> Different kind of stress. Yeah, right? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Mental, mental. Yeah. You're playing some Pro V1s, they get expensive. Yeah. Who's <laughs> that ball? Did you golf always? Have you always been a golfer? I didn't start golfing until I was around 20. Okay. So so throughout yeah. your, like, yeah. First time I went, my stepdad and my uncle took me out. And I think I shot like 90. That's and decent for the first time out. I was sure I took 100 mulligans at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being in the other room and they were talking to my mom and she asked how it went and I, they didn't know I could hear them. Yeah. And they, I remember them saying, he oh, should we're never st- taking him again. <laughs> He's so bad. He should stick to fighting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you yeah, weren't really, really fighting, fighting at the time. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't fighting them. So I remember going like, oh yeah, you son of a bitch. So I we went go. and turned on Golf Channel Academy. Yeah. Turned on the Golf Channel and I just started watching Golf Channel Academy all day, every day. And every time my dog went for a pee, my golf clubs came with me. And I just practice everything and practice everything. And next time I went out, I ended up beating them. Really? <laughs> yeah. And you've just kind of been, it's been a hobby since yeah. then. Did you, do you have any desire to like, even maybe not now, but in X, like, what if your son was like, I want to be the best. Would you be like, I've been waiting for you to ask me that. I'll tell you everything I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. My wife might burden me for it, but not more so, that. I guess, asking that like less related to your son or like anything like that. But like, do you have any desire to be like, ringside with someone at the UFC that like, yeah, I'd you- like to, I, I would like to, I, I honestly, in my opinion, I, I won't say I'm the best in the world, but I don't think I've ever seen anybody be able to teach anybody better than me, but I'm talking about teaching. People don't realize that there's a big difference between teaching and coaching. I don't think I'm a world-class coach. Sure. I get that. I, 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 don't, I don't think many people can teach as well as I can and get people to understand and learn as fast as I so can. So what's the, is there another person that you would bring? Like coaching is different. The- coaching is, so, so subjective, a lot more subjective than technique. A technique's a technique. So kind you'd be like a perfect ways addition to someone's team? Yeah, but I, I would like to train high-level athletes to make them better. Not, they can still have their coach, but... Athletes okay, as so in... Football, f- football people go to a trainer. Yeah. Hockey players go to a trainer to train, to train them to skate faster. Mm-hmm. Right, they're training to be more athletic. But when you say athletes, are you talking about? Are we still UFC talking about athletes. only mixed martial yeah, arts I'd athletes? Like people, yeah, I'd like UFC athletes to come to me to learn how to punch smoother, to punch faster, to punch harder, right? To move better, to understand their movement for their punches, because that's what I teach. There's lots of great coaches out there. So is there a game coaching plan? Speculative. Coaching can, act, there can be a yeah. hundred different. No, ideas I get it. I get work, it. Yeah. Right, but when it comes to striking, I don't think people see things the way that I see it. Sure. I'll see people in the gym that I've had people come up to me and. I've had people in classes that came up to me other class and said, I've learned more in one class from you than I have in two years. Yeah. I've got better in one class than I have in two years. I've had pro fighters that I've trained that said the same things to me. One guy was just mad at himself. He's like, I've been doing this for 15 years. How did I not know this? So what do you do to like try and, is that a, do you have a long-term plan as far as like. I'm still trying to figure out my plan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know how to go about it. But not to be as cheesy as like social media, but like that'll be a huge like 
It is. And, and start I, to the like. The thing is, if I give it all the way, then why, if I, they can just watch it on there, why do they have to come to me? That's, well, that's where my dilemma comes in. Well, right? because it, I don't think that's like. <laughs> but the thing is, I need to see people. Like, I don't like teaching classes very much because I don't like the group. Well, no one's. That's what I mean. Like, if I watch that on thing, it's like, fuck, yeah. I see what he's doing. I see all these points I, you're I need, highlighting, I but it's see, like. Yeah, I, I need to see you. You can't. It's the same yeah. reason I can't, like have the same thought process I do here yeah. versus when I'm with you. Like, I don't think just a side note is like, I think the more you can put out for free, the more people want to like, yes, that's my, I have, a, if I pull up my phone right now, I have. Yeah. Lists. That's what I mean. I you have, take I have, it. I have things I need to film. Yeah. I, my wife and kids yell at me daily for being on my phone. Yeah. People don't I am obsessed, but I don't watch what t- people you said actions speak louder than words. Yeah. Right? Everybody says it. So if you go and take a karate class, that karate instructor is teaching you what he was taught mm-hmm. by someone that taught him, by someone that taught him. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking at something that's over 100 years old. So it's, it's a curriculum. It's yeah. not meant for real-life combat today. Yeah. But there's it's also a curriculum. There's a huge de- disconnect from, like, being able to, like, get in front of a group. Or not necessarily, but, yeah, being one-on-one, being able to, like, be an athlete's trainer mm-hmm. versus like just following instructions in yeah. a group for like sure. Like, like Carl Usman. He, I can't even pronounce his first name. He's a welterweight champion. He's probably one of the best in the world. He's probably pound for pound top two or three in the world right now. His striking is good. Technically wise. He, he's good. He understands how to keep his hands up and punch straight, but he's such an athletic guy and has zero athleticism in his strikes. Yeah. He is so rigid in his strikes. He doesn't move properly. If he had someone like me, even mm-hmm. the world's best, Francis Nangano is, yeah. is a beast of a man, and his striking is not where it should be from a sure like, like from a from kinetic energy. He's but, missing a lot in his chain, right? His, but, his kinetic it, chain is missing a lot of links that he could make him even better. Even right? just you saying that, and like all it takes is like, and this is the world we are in now with social media and shit is like, if you just keep putting out that shit and then like throw little, like not no pun intended, little jabs at like that, like on social yeah. media, like I can make this like one of these days, like if you keep doing that, like not one of the days after continuously putting out the stuff and like showing that on social media is like one of these guys are going to be like, come out here. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm kind of waiting for. I don't think that people can, when people are, I see this is what I see every day. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. That's mm-hmm. the way people say, oh, there, keep your hands up. Stop dropping your hand. You're telling him what he's doing wrong, but you haven't identified why it's happening. Yeah. Is he lazy? Yeah. Is he yeah. just lazy? Yeah. Or is he, is his hips not in the right spot? Yeah. If his hips aren't in the right spot, he's going to lean forward. If he's leaning forward, his hands are going to drop, right? Yeah. Is he not rotating properly? Because if he's not rotating back, his hands are going to fall because he's left his arm out there too long. Mm-hmm. So I see this all the time. I, 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 I'm that guy in the gym when you know you see somebody doing something. You're the lift <laughs> weights all crazy and it's driving you berserk. You yeah, have yeah. to go over and say something to them. That is, that's me all day long. I just steer at things. I was like, oh, I can fix that. I can fix that like that. I can yeah. fix that person like that. Right? It's not what people are always focused on the punch and the kick. It's not. It's usually the opposite. I thing. get it for sure. The punch because... isn't messed up because it's a punch from the arms. The punch is messed up from the legs or the hips generally. Yeah. Same with the kick. The kick isn't messed up from the legs. The yeah. kick is messed up from the upper body. It's usually the upper body is in the wrong spot, so the leg won't come up properly. It has yeah. nothing to do with their lower body usually, mm-hmm. right? But people don't see the same things that I see the way I see it, right? And that's, well, that's what sets me apart from, I think, everybody else is why I'm able to teach. Like I said, coaching is another thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get teaching, that, yeah. I, I just see things differently, I think, than most people do. Sure. People think I'm doing something weird, but 
I'm providing a drill to fix what this person is doing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's who's easier or ease. I'll use like couple who's easier or more coachable, teachable male or female. Women are easier to teach technique to. Because they have less power by default. Yeah. And they don't have the meathead mentality Sure, where they want to hit things as hard as they can. Right? Yeah. They're more relaxed. So is that a lot of fighting too? Like I always tell people all the time. I, so I always say to clients, I'm like, if you came in here and watched the kickboxing class, the people who are doing really good don't look like they're trying. Yeah. The guys who are all like stiff and trying really hard look like crap, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where women don't have, they're always kind of calm and they're more agile than men. They're basically more flexible. Sure. They're more so that they're able to use their a whip better of their of their hips and things better than and kick better than guys are, right? Yeah. Just so easier. Women can usually pick up things a lot faster, but when it comes to actually fighting, we're, we're two different animals, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. It's really hard to train a woman to be a fighter, right? Yeah. You have to be, you can't really teach fighting. It's gotta be an instinct. You get hit. You're either going to want to hit somebody back or you're going to retreat, retreat. Right. So it's really hard to find that in a woman where she can get hit and go, Oh, you bitch, I'm going to hit you back. Yeah. 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 A lot of them get hit and they're like, Oh, I don't, like this i've seen two girls that i've trained fight and i didn't hit them during training because it's a woman yeah, right of and when they spar guys we kind of let them hit us and we don't really hit it's them weird back. right they get in I'm there sure. and some girl cracks them in the face they've never had like, it before it never had to happen before right so unless there's other women for them to train with it's kind of hard to see who can stand know, until you know until yeah. you're standing in there and have yeah, to so that's like, the big difference between men and women i think right technical wise i think women can pick it up easier and better but when it comes to actual fighting there's some guys too, like I'm just different. You see me in the gym and you see me in the ring. I'm two different people. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's like mainly because the guys I train with are small. Yeah. Like I never had anybody big enough for me to unload on at the gym. I've never hit anybody in the gym. I've never even hit anybody at 50% probably at the gym. Every sparring match I've ever had has been like, touch you, touch yeah. you. Especially because like all the guys I trained with were like at the time it was like, Couldn't Sam take was probably it. the biggest one and he was 175 pounds, 180 yeah. at the max. So I was still 30 pounds heavier than him. So yeah. I was never really going to. Not fair. Yeah. I'm never going to fight them like I'm trying to knock them out. Yeah. Right. So I was always, but that's why I'm so good at being sneaky because I had to figure out ways to keep up with, with Cause, smaller, cause faster. physically they should be fall, faster than me. Yeah. So I had to make myself faster than them by hiding it with movement. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you can't physically make yourself faster without doing some kind of performance. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like lifting weights, explosion stuff. And that takes a long time. But if I'm moving around, my my punches are hidden. You you can't time a race if you didn't see it start. Yeah, right. So, are there any other like big like? Are there any other big camps or facility like in Canada? Like there are down in the states. Like you know you hear about these like just pure. Yeah, you got the huge gyms. Down yeah, the states, is there anything like, like twenty UFC fighters at them? Yeah, like they're they're you they're the not only one US, in Canada that I know of that's massive like that. Something in Montreal. Star. Yeah, like where George St. Pierre yeah, is at yeah. for as a hobby, and they have a dorm. So yeah. Some of the guys would go and stay at so the So there's dorm, probably the only dorm, one right? like, like that. Like that, yeah. That's the only big one I can really think of in Canada. So how does how do you get in down there to like oh, any fighter could basically just no? Show I'm talking up. about you. How do you like say I'll oh, make oh. that your fighter better in Canada? Yeah, I never even thought about that too. You'd have to do it like. Yeah. The thing is too is Montreal is a very big hub for wrestling as well, like and, and for kickboxing and for yeah. boxing. And that's the thing too is people don't. Realize the change that MMA has had on the striking world. Yeah, because making it more people important. People don't realize that the, 
I know a lot of people, oh, I'm going to get in a fight, but I got work. So I'm going to go train with this boxing coach. I'm going to go train with Freddie Roach, one of the best boxing coaches of all time. So, well, Freddie Roach is an MMA fighter. Right? Yeah. You can't specifically train boxing to fight MMA because once you're at different weapons to the arsenal, you have to change a lot of other things. You have to change stance. You have to change defense. You change gloves. The size mm-hmm. of gloves, your mm-hmm. defense has to change. Look at the difference between boxing and bare knuckle boxing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you ever watched bare knuckle boxing, it doesn't look anything like real real boxing. No. Because they don't have gloves to hide behind, right? Yeah. One punch, and you have to be careful with your hands. You don't break them at the same you, time. Did, so. You didn't just send me that video. Man, I saw this video of these guy, these two boxing coaches. Did you see this? I don't think so. It's two boxing coaches in like... I, want, I say they are Irish. There's two Irish boxing coaches, like outside of a like a boxing or like a, some sort of like mixed martial arts like event, and you could probably just tell they're two like hyped up boxing coaches from opposing camps, and it's just bare knuckle, and they just unload on each other, like in their like you know they were just watching buddies match inside type yeah. of thing, and like all these Irish people are just like it was Irish wild, <laughs> yeah. Well, bare knuckle boxing, but they were like Irish too, yeah. That's the thing too. Is actually the UFC, uh, not the UFC, the boxing world champion right now, the heavyweight champ, Tyson Fury, was a he's uh, like a gypsy. Yeah, but yeah. He, He's done bare knuckle boxing before. Now he's the boxing champion, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's didn't have he, that hide. He was more like yeah, had he, to have know, more he, skills. Yeah, he, he, his defense has to be different, right? Yeah, because he doesn't have a big. He's not. He doesn't just rely on his big gloves to hit. But what do you like he moves more? His head more and he moves better. Do you watch a lot of boxing? I do watch a lot of boxing, but I think. Boxing itself is a lot cleaner than the bare knuckle because the bare knuckles. They're, they're, but even fighting in like MM, would, like would you, uh, if I there was a UFC, over everything. There's UFC fight on or like a big boxing fight I'm on, you'd pick MMA. MMA. Yeah. The only thing I watch that I'd li- I, I prefer to watch over. Don't MMA, say wrestling. No, is, no <laughs> is, is the one FC because they do small glove kickboxing. Yeah, they have a bunch of. So there's no takedowns at all. They have a bunch of different ones. Like, yeah, they have MMA, but they on the same event, they'll have. Like just a kickboxing, fight. yeah, yeah. But the guys are wearing MMA gloves, just to throw it yeah, off. So, yeah, so they wear pure MMA gloves, but they don't do MMA. Yeah, right. So it's, it's pretty exciting to watch that because it's small gloves too. Right? You said wrestling before WWE style oh, stuff. No, <laughs> no okay. that kind of stuff. But did you like that ever? Like when I was a kid, like when The Rock was there. Yeah, but you're I not met like The Rock one time after a book signing in his limo. Really? Yeah, in an alley in Toronto. That's hilarious. Uh, he's at Chapters in Toronto. We showed up. We drove all the way to Toronto. We get there. And the lineup was like blocked. Because he would have just been a WWE wrestler yeah, at that he was, point. Yeah, he was a star in WWE. And at the time, there was an event at the Sky Dome at the time. Yeah. And we showed up to Chapters. It was me, my sister, my girlfriend, and my brother-in-law. And the lineup was massive. And we we're like, oh, this thing ends in two hours. The lineup's like five hours long. Yeah. That's the point. So we just walked around the block. And as we were coming back around, we came to an alley. Just happened to be behind Chapters. And yeah. there was this little Asian dude back there with the camera. And then two security guards. You knew what was up. <laughs> I was like, I think the rocks are come out here. So sure enough, about 20 minutes later, the door opens up and more security guards come out and this limo pulls out and it came up the alley, but it's Toronto. So the limo's in the alley trying to get out onto a busy Toronto street. Yeah. He's stuck there. Mayhem. So the little Asian dude at the window with his camera, he's like, He's hitting the limo and the window rolls down and it was the rock. That's crazy. And he had this big gold chain on at the time too. And I remember, I remember in my head, I was like, I should steal his gold chain. Oh man! You so much money, get... gold chain. <laughs> like, how, you... how far would you <laughs> make little, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And his bodyguard was way bigger. He'd probably just was. get out and chase him, you himself. <laughs> but his bodyguard made him look little, which yeah. is crazy. Anyway, so the window comes down and I'm like, that's the rock. And my sister, who's not even like, 
my girlfriend at the time was in love with The Rock, but my sister doesn't give two shits usually. Yeah. And I don't know if she's ever seen anybody famous before because as the window got down and the, the guy took a picture, my sister dove through the window and grabbed The Rock's arms like this and squeezed them and just froze with her pupils staring at him. And he's like, hi. No one knew she's what right to do. Lap. He's like, hi. And she's actually, I think she drew blood on his arm. Oh like, my God. I'd like pry her off of him. He's like, hi. Like this. I'm like pulling her out the window. Her pupils are like this big. And I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? He's like, hi, have a good day. And That's he hilarious. Drove away. That's like, funny. He was very personable though. Yeah. He was stuck there. He couldn't go nowhere. So he had no, he just kind of had There was to nobody be. else around. It was literally like us four people. And my brother-in-law was like, my brother-in-law was a giant six foot four guy. And he was just mad because my sister, who was his, all over yeah, the rock yeah, now yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he didn't even come over to say hi. He's like, ah, screw the rock. I'm, I don't like to rock anyway. He would, <laughs> basically, there's three of us there. That's <laughs> so funny. The rock is, I stopped saying hi. So you never like, there's never an aspiration to be a WWE no. star. No, no fake fighting for me. Yeah. So <laughs> you're, what, your son, like, what are your kids into? Oh, well, my son like, plays hockey and he loves soccer. And I do have him in karate, which drives me nuts because I have to pay bite for him to train. a little bit? I, I, I have to bite my tongue because of the techniques, you know, but. Some of it's good. Do you have him I, in there? Karate, I, I teach a lot of karate and taekwondo type stuff for head kicks. What's he use? What do you, what like do you pitch it to him as like another sport to just yeah. don't think about it too hard. It's just yeah. all a sport. He wanted to be a ninja. That's what he said. That's so it's why like, I okay, cool. Him. Do this. He was in taekwondo, which I did, and I was so happy. I loved it because taekwondo was one of the most fun times of my life. Yeah. So when he was doing taekwondo, it brought back a lot, and I could get in there and have fun with him. But my wife's a karate black belt, and karate has weapons. Mm-hmm. And my son wanted to be a ninja five years old so he didn't want to do taekwondo because they didn't have weapons how old is he now he's eight now still doing it he's doing karate now yeah but he hasn't been there in a while since how how long how early do they get into like dreaming about being a ufc fighter i'm not sure because he doesn't really if he he watches the fights a little bit with me it comes on he gets into it a little bit but He's more interested in soccer and other things right but now. But he's like, oh, my dad was there once before and shit. Yeah, he, like, he, he kind of He's a nose, obviously. That makes me want to fight again because I wish they could have seen it. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, the other time, one time did, did they ever see you? Like Not when they were old enough to remember. Yeah, no. yeah. My son's first Halloween was when I fought in Australia. Would they want to? Oh, they would have loved to, yeah. Sure, they would have loved it. But they never. My daughter seen me fight once. When I fought in Australia, I called home right after my fight. My daughter was like, Daddy, I seen you at the gym. Oh, uh, well, watching it like gym. a watch all, party or whatever. Sweaty, she's <laughs> oh, yeah. She's, yeah, she was only yeah, yeah, three, yeah, yeah. right? She didn't understand that I yeah. was like halfway across the world and I was fighting in a big arena. She yeah. said, I saw you at the gym. Yeah, yeah. That's funny, <laughs> though. Because she was in the gym all the time. That's another thing, too, is my kids won't train at the gym. There's kids' classes at the gym, but they won't train there. They just don't want to? No, they've been playing there since they were babies. So when they oh, so in, it's a they, different they, thing. They yeah. see the instructors and they run over to them and they used to give like Jesse, yeah, yeah. Jesse Goff would they'd give him a little slap or a wrestle. And play yeah, I get them. that. So yeah. I try and make them be disciplined there. They don't, they just go in and they want to play around or joke around. and. Yeah, that might come with age yeah, or it might just come with, with like, because <clears throat> that'll turn too, right? Like mm-hmm. a, a ne- sooner or later, it'll be beneficial if they choose to like be interested in that stuff. It'll be f- yeah. beneficial for them to be in a setting that they're like, ultra comfortable in yeah i think I'm it sure. comes to the point where because i'm such a critique trainer and i'm so meticulous on technique yeah that it turns my son off when i correct him too much and it's kind of hard and just to let him do things wrong and have yeah, fun with yeah, it yeah yeah i think he i i might be a little bit too too strict uh, yeah on him. i'm trying to correct him all the time i think it puts him i he get, i might, might get turns him, down. him off a little yeah, bit so from I think it it's, kind of my fault in that sense i i try not to but i'm sure there's a balancing act yeah, and sooner like, or later when he's a little older he'll understand a little bit more yeah exactly and he loves wrestling 
but he won't take wrestling lessons, which drives me nuts too. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think wrestlers are tough as shit. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's like, like a whole other yeah, thing, yeah, right? It's it's like, thing. and that's one thing I was always lacking because I never ever wrestled. My high school never had it, so I never ever tried it before. Yeah, you, right. Like if you would have done wrestling, I could grapple deep and, and I could punch, but I couldn't do the wrestling in between very well. I had very limited wrestling experience. So. Yeah. And a lot of it was just natural scramble ability that I would just make up as I went. Reaction. <laughs> so, and I'm sure just yeah. stuff you do pick up, like, yeah. on the side. I was like, always a good grappler. I, I did well in tournaments and stuff like that. And I was really good at submissions. I just wasn't good at the wrestling aspect. Yeah. So. so now what? So you, how, like, you're still, do you have any active, like, people that are, have potential now, in terms of, right like, now? yeah. And. Is it something you look out for? I try, like I said, I want. I don't want to be a coach. Yeah, I know. I don't want to coach like. them. I want. I, I. I want to help them learn and make them better, and let somebody else deal with the game plan, yeah. the strategies, and all that stuff. So, is there a lot of guy? Is there any guys bigger? And guys I think I should. Over? And I, I'd like to coach coaches. I want to be the the trainer of trainers, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. right? I'd like to be able to train people how to teach people. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Like I'd even like to sit on seminars, even for fitness trainers. Yeah. Fitness trainers who don't want to, a lot of people don't want to. That's the thing is too, is most people don't understand their audience or their clientele. Yeah. Less, I would say maybe even less than half the people that actually walk into a gym will ever even spar. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody always tries to teach them like they're fighters. Yeah. Especially your one-on-one sure, clients. For I sure. One of the first things I ask somebody is, why are you doing this? The first thing you ask them, yeah, yeah, yeah for why are you, me. Why are you doing yeah. this? Why, why do you want to do this? Do you want to fight? Because if you don't want, A, as soon as you say you don't want to fight, I can throw a lot of shit out the window. Yeah. Right? Because you don't need to learn so much strict defense and angling things like that if you just want to do this to get in shape. Mm-hmm. If you want self-defense, well, now my game plan changes a little bit more. I have a woman that I trained that was had a bad assault happen to her. She strictly wants to be able to fight a man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't ever advise that, but I'm like, okay, so you don't need angles. You need to be able to stay away from the guy, get away, mm-hmm. and you need to be able to hit hard mm-hmm. and hit fast, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So I have to change the game plan. Some people get criticized for what I, I mean. hear people in the background criticizing what I'm teaching this person, but you don't know why I'm teaching them. Yeah, that. yeah, totally. You don't understand right? like, why this person is. It's almost like why that. Why am I having this person do this drill? Yeah. Because this is what they want to do. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to. I had another guy, another trainer at the gym. I was training a client one day and he asked me for the remote if I was using the ring timer. And I said, no, I don't use the ring timer. Yeah. And he turns around and under his breath, I hear him say it. I don't know why you use ring timer. It's not like fights have rounds or anything. Yeah. This person's not a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, not training yeah. this person to fight. Do you fight. find, do you think right? that a lot of trainers in mixed martial arts gyms have that wrong? Do you think they force, like they by default, Treat the non-fighters like fighters, yeah, I because it's the only thing they know. It's the only thing they know. Right? Yeah, and that's the thing is too. Back to the, don't teach what you were taught. Yeah, teach what you do. Yeah, but it's hard right? if you're not teach like what if, you do. If you have to understand what you do in order to teach it. If it worked for you, then it works. But you also have to have that right? even self awareness <laughs> in being a good teacher to be able to like yeah. n- realize. Yeah, you that. have to dissect yourself yeah. first, right? And if you've only ever been getting taught and you don't, it's, you're not coming from like a teaching standpoint. I see it. I'm sure a lot of people I, wouldn't. Like I said, my family gets mad at me all the time because I live on my phone. Mm-hmm. I don't watch TV shows. Rarely ever do I ever just sit down and watch TV. Yeah. I literally watch fights and I watch instructionals of people doing things, but I don't watch it with volume. Yeah. I deliberately turn the volume off and watch it. 
because I don't want to hear what they're saying. I want to yeah. watch what they do. And I, more often than not, when I see somebody post a technique or a combination or a drill and how to teach it, I watch them do it in slow motion and then I'll watch them do it fast. And 90% of the time, they did the exact opposite technique when they did it fast with yeah. the footwork than they did yeah. when they did it slow. And I see it all day long. I see people teaching this one, two step. And then when they go fast, they do the exact opposite step. So it's like, there's a huge <laughs> yeah. disconnect when you're yeah. trying to teach someone how to do it the way you're not actually doing yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Or somebody says, Oh, but teach this because Floyd Mayweather does it. I'm like, well, you're not teaching Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather, I watch the tapes. He doesn't do it either. He yeah. just teaches it. He just yeah. still doesn't do that. Yeah. Floyd Mayweather, boxers push off their back leg when they punch. They don't step up their back leg like they train. Yeah. 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 And I, I watch video after video after video to, to and rarely do I ever see that actually happen, but 90% of the time they train it. So they spend 90% of the time training something that they do 1% of the time. Yeah. Right. And they spend 0% of the time training the thing that they do 90%. Yeah. 99%, yeah. Definitely. Of the time, right. And that's where the big problem comes in is because people are teaching what they were taught by someone who taught them what they were taught. And now you're teaching stuff that's 50 to 100 years old. Right. And now you're, and you're teaching it for a different sport. Yeah. You're teaching boxing footwork for MMA. Yeah. And it's just right? forever evolved. Two different things. Like, right. Yeah, I yeah. teach people how to be athletic. Yeah. Because if you're athletic and you're moving properly, you can do anything at any time. <laughs> so do you have any clients that are like, I want to be a fighter when you ask them that question? I have a couple right now that have aspirations, some younger kids that, and are they're, that and, want to be fighters. But they're not yet. No, they're not yet. So as soon as they get to the point, and I will send them. I've literally taken clients of mine and said, listen, don't, I don't want you to train with, I, I don't know any other trainer that's done this, but I do it all the time. Instead of training with me twice a week, I want you to only train with me once a week and take that extra money and go do jujitsu over here mm -hmm. or go train with this person over mm -hmm. here because this is what you need, right? So I've taken money out of my own pocket to send these people to other people mm -hmm. who can do something that I can't do for them, that I see more fit if they want to be fighters, right? Do you refer people to the, always the same place for certain usually, techniques and stuff? Usually like, I'll send them to the same, like, one or two people if yeah. they want to get a certain like, exercise or something like that. I have a couple guys I'll send them to if they want to, you know, jiu-jitsu. If they're local, I send them to Jesse Goff at my gym. Mm -hmm. I think he's very technical, and he's kind of a modernized jiu-jitsu, and he's there, right? And if, I have another client, too, that is very limited to where she goes to. So I had a guy that I went to high school with. It's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. There's another gym down in Chatham area, so I it's a lot closer for her. Yeah. I sent her there. I even took money out of her payment. Like she was paying yeah. me. I took money off of her payment. I took Let's compensate the other one. Yeah, I, I said, okay, instead of you paying me this much, I want you to only pay me this much per session now. And I want you to take that extra money and join that gym. Yeah. Right. I just, I'm not trying to get rich off these people. I don't want them to go broke. I want them to get better. And right? get so, just learn what yeah. they want to learn. Yeah. I've done it at my I've done it at my gym before. I've told people to not train with me and go get Okay, I, said, I don't think you should train with me. I think you should take the extra money that you train with me and buy a gym membership here. Yeah. So you can train with other people. So you can spar with other people instead of just doing personal lessons with me. And I don't own the gym. I yeah. make some money off that. I didn't. I took money on my own pocket and gave it to the gym. Mm -hmm. Right. But, mm -hmm. So do you have, is there like, <clears throat> do you enjoy teaching one over the other? Can you relate more to the fighter because you're a fighter or is it easier to more enjoyable to teach a person that like, isn't necessarily so fight driven. Uh, it's both. I, I like the fighters because I can kind of bounce things off of them back and forth with them and they understand what I'm saying. And I can say, well, this is what you, and I like, do I, you like learn? I, I do like blowing their minds. I have a couple of pro fighters that I've trained right now, like three of them right now that, I, that are one's a pro boxer and two are professional MMA fighters. Yeah. And all three of them have been like, but do you learn more 
bouncing stuff and like using them as a teacher for yourself and like just developing as with a fighter or do you like learn more as a teacher from stuff you're able to like problem solve off of people that are like me that don't know it's like it's almost like a little bit of a debate because they're they always have their own mindset like the fighter yeah because the fighter's always he has well i've always done this Mm -hmm. and i can say okay well do this now but that's got to give you like oh that that actually is better right (laughs) that's got to give you different perspectives versus just like Mm-hmm. me you saying do this to me me doing something and you like it's a one-way relationship as far as like the information being given versus the fighter but there's maybe a little like not headbutting but like uh uh whatever argument uh, friendly are there's more <laughs> debate, debate debate you know but you know if you I, I, I can always prove people wrong yeah because but it's not my, about my, like my, it's like proving yeah, people wrong yeah, it's like proving that my system is better yeah like i always say there's no such thing as different or there's no such thing as wrong just different yeah but this way is a little bit better yeah right? it's not yeah. wrong yeah can't say that's wrong because it, it can work but this way will work more often yeah this way is more efficient right like it's a lot easier people try and do moves my mentality when i did grappling was if you show me to do something because grappling is very technical so if you give me a move to do and I'm trying it and it doesn't work for me, it's not going to work for me in a fight, mm-hmm. right? So it's the same thing with footwork. If you're giving someone footwork to do and they're trying to step funny and their feet are getting kind of tangled up and then you want them to do it in a fight, they're not going to do that in a fight. They're going to go back to how they naturally move in a fight. Mm-hmm. That's why I teach people how to walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like that's why I always have my TikTok and body motion because that's what happens and I watch it. 99% but of the even, time even fights, that's what, like that's that might be even hard easier to teach to a person that doesn't have that like mindset of being taught another way and then having to go to what you but it's a it's funny default. because they, they fight with me on their footwork because of how they're taught when they're demonstrating it I know and then as soon as I take two steps backwards and I say okay now punch me and I start walking away from them they almost instantly switch to the way I'm telling them to do it right because and it's just a realization to. type yeah for them but they won't realize that they did it. Right. Now you're doing it. You're not thinking about it. Yeah. Think just that thing. Right. Do you have anything else that like you put that type of effort or interest in, like just even like completely obscure from From fighting, fighting? I'm kind of obsessed with with teaching right now. Like like, literally I live on my phone. Just teaching. I'll stay up till like two o'clock in the morning sometimes just watching stuff. And, and I, I'll question myself. I question what I teach and how, and I know I'm right. And I see him right, and I still will go back day after day. Is it after just day because you have that? It. It's still just that intriguing to you and interesting to you for you to like constantly yeah. be soaking in that information. Yeah, it's. I always say it's like art to me. Yeah, like I cool. see people punch and kick, and it flows. Yeah, it's just. I just love the way the body moves for it when yeah. it happens. Right? Yeah. So I just I constantly watch it because I just like it. And there's so many different ways of doing things, and I so many different kind of ways you can connect things together. I call it connecting the dots. Right? Mm-hmm. It's connecting dots. All I do is connect dots. So. And that's when you're putting different combinations together. So, so you're gonna do like a YouTube thing or like how? I started much a YouTube you channel a while back. Yeah, I during COVID because I was giving like a lot of at home things. Do you do all the stuff like the one you posted today and shit? Of you, of me with like the the check graphic. Like do you that. do that yourself? Yeah, and that take that's a lot of time. That takes a lot of time to do that for sure. That's and I know because like that's the one thing that I yeah, editing and stuff like that yeah. takes a lot of time and. But that's got like you got to keep doing that. Yeah, I, I gotta do more of it, but I gotta get a better camera too. And I think, I think my editing app makes messes, makes things a little blurry. Really? I think I lose quality on the editing app that I have. But I paid fifty bucks for it for a year, I think. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I'm gonna use it for the year. Because yeah. yeah, just like 
I think a lot of people pay for people to do that kind of stuff for them. Maybe, but you got to like, you know, if your, if your goals to like be, have a, you know, huge successful business based based around like teaching coaches, teaching thing. And then like, then maybe, but I'd like to have an app. That's what I'd like to have. I'd like to have an app Yeah, where coaches come to my seminar or whatever it is. I teach them some stuff. I understand how to teach. And then I give them an app so that, Weekly, I give them like a combo of the week. I teach them how to teach that combination. I teach uh-huh. them what to look for in that combination. How to make people move for that combination each week. And just like, you know, I'm someone sh- like you, you're training a client, right? Your client wants a cardio. Yeah. Instead of you saying, oh, you know, stair separate time. Mm-hmm. How about you learn some self-defense? Because it gives people a lot of confidence. Too, mm-hmm, big time. Right? And that's the thing too, is a lot of people make fun of me because I teach a lot of spin moves. Mm-hmm. Well, a, they work. <laughs> I've had a lot of success in them. My most famous thing I've ever done in my career was my sweep i did but anyone honestly even hearing you say that anyone who's criticizing spin moves it's like <laughs> yeah. i'm not here to be a mma exactly. fighter they're fun so like who who yeah, cares like fun and people yeah, want to do them yeah. i always say it's kind of like you did your homework now you get to play yeah yeah so people feel good they yeah. feel good when they can do a jump spin kick or they can do a spinning back kick for it sure makes people especially out of business you want people to come back to the business i'm sure to enjoy being there i'm sure right? a majority of mma ufc <laughs> fighters can't do some of that stuff correctly yeah, a lot of them can't um, it's getting more popular now yeah Things are changing. That's the thing. MMA has changed the world, and it's constantly changing a little bit more and a little mm-hmm. bit more. I would just keep like you then. So yeah, it's like is putting it out as much as possible. That like where you're not that yeah. you if you're willing to do that video and stuff like that. Like hundred percent. There's no way something like like that doesn't pay off over time. I posted a video of a guy doing one time just doing a simple like a jab cross combination and something. And one of the other another trainer said, well, "That's the most." basic one I've ever seen you put out like that, like a comment at it. And I was just like, well, I don't post the basic stuff. I post mm-hmm. the big stuff like that. But it's, yeah, people have to understand who are watching this that I'm not posting pictures or videos of high level fighters. I'm yeah, posting exactly. pictures of a single mother of three who's in her thirties <laughs> that is doing stuff that some pro fighters can't even totally. Do, right? Yeah. The correct <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. Like I posted a video yesterday of a kid. I've only trained him for two. He's had two hours of training with me. That's not even one-on-one. He does it with a friend. Yeah. And he's already doing things that a, people i've seen train with other people for like three years yeah do. that's got to be right a, a, like satisfying he, he's like it's not that he's super athletic at all he, he just it's calm and he listens and he i don't teach the, i don't teach kicks and punches i teach how to move yeah and everything else looks good yeah, on you're, own, right? you're, you're the kicks and punches mm-hmm. can follow yeah it's the same as you yeah like, you look pretty good on pads already like compared to like some other people like you move well i taught you how to move yeah 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 totally like it all of this and I can see, I can I take imagine. The punches and kicks out of the, out of the punch and kicks. That's why I always tell people. Totally. Yeah. And, and makes sense to me. And yeah. I'm not like a fighter or anything close to it. And it's like. One of the first things I teach people when they, when they go to kick, I'm like, show me a kick. And everybody will do that little snap kick, yeah. like a soccer ball kick. And I'll say, no, all right. Yeah. And I have to take the kick out of the kick. So take everything that makes a kick that you think is a kick, which is that snappy part, and take it away. And use the rest of your body. And then. And I have to use everything else for the power. Yeah. Because right? the, the snap of the leg, the quadricep is only a little bit, right? The base leg is like a squat. It's like the top of a squat, like lifting up. Yeah. Pivot now. So now you got your hips and your foot turning around, right? Hips are very powerful. Then once you get your hips in, then you can add that little bit of a snap at the end. Yeah. That's actually the weakest part, right? (laughs) But that's the piece only people do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is there, other than like you kind of said it before, um, with like that comment, like just, is there a being yourself? Is there one thing that like one coach made you be the way you are now as far as like teaching like did you have one coach slash teacher that was like 
you're different from everyone else. And like, I can see why, like, I want to be that way. No, not really. Um, for the most part, I'm self-taught. Did you have most any things? I'm, I'm self-taught for the most part. Did Technique you wise, other than just my Taekwondo stuff and a little bit of boxing stuff, I'm self-taught and everything I learned from boxing, basically I threw out the window. Really? And I adapted it to do what I own my own way of punching, right? My own, like I said, I rely on body mechanics. Mm -hmm. I rely on how the body's supposed to move athletic movements. I don't, and it's just observed. It's so, so rigid. Yeah. And that's the problem is everybody teaches this rigid stance and it throws people's balance out the window and it throws people's movements out the window and then they have a hard time learning. Yeah. Yeah. You can always add in other things. Yeah. After. Yeah, for sure. It's like, it's, it hard makes... to, it's hard to add the movement after. So if you add the movement first, teach them the floor up, not the hands down. Yeah. Right. It makes a big difference that way. And because I'm self-taught and I've learned from teaching, I have 21,000 hours at least of one-on-one -on -one experience. Yeah, that's a lot of hours. Crazy. Yeah, for sure. So I, mean, I, I figure I teach, I've been doing it nonstop since I was 30. So for 16 years, mm -hmm. I do over a thousand clients a year. So that's about 21,000 hours of mm -hmm. personal training mm -hmm. of working one-on-one -on -one with people. So I'm learning from every one of those hours, right? Is there like <laughs> something, I'm going to ask weird questions. Is there, has anyone like gotten seriously injured in anything like fluke accidents? I'm not saying like in PT or like in one-on-ones where it's like, this is, these are weird, like punched a bag and their arm snapped or anything like that. No, like, I, like, I have a couple of guys have rolled their ankles. Yeah. But nothing like stands out where you're like, like, no, no one's ever been really hurt. That's the thing too. If you move your body correctly, you're, you're, you don't really injured, generally. Right? Yeah. yeah. The thing is too, is I would, I always think of it this People are paying for private lessons. You're, you train people. Yeah. You have a studio full of people getting trained. Mm -hmm. I say every person who's coming to the gym and buying a person, if you're buying a personal lessons, you are making an investment, an investment in yourself. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Every yeah. investment is meant to grow. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So the same thing, if someone comes to your gym and hires a personal trainer and that personal trainer is going, okay, we're going to do bench press. Yeah. Hey, here's a here's hundred pounds. Do it eight times. Mm -hmm. and that person has a trainer who's just letting them do bench press and not giving them cues, not giving them how to yeah 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 get yeah in the right posture. Give them mental cues. Help teaching them how, things. Talk, teach yeah. them as they're doing it. Teach them about <laughs> yeah. you know time under tension. Yeah, you know teach them things. About, and that's like so they learn how to because that's why some guys go to the gym. Some guys will work out for two years and they don't. Nothing get changes. Simple. Yeah. You're like, well, I did the same thing you did. I lift the same round of weight. Well, I can lift that same weight a hundred different ways. Yeah, but there's only the right way is what's going to. And that's just contract, like the right? world, right? It's going to be watered yeah. down by so many like people yeah, that so don't need deserve to, to like grow out of be, your investment. Yeah. Right. So I, that's why I consider myself. Mm -hmm. People are investing by coming to me, so I need to make them get better. Do a lot of your clients come for self defense? I think like whether or not it doesn't like, have to be like a you know, this happened to me I want to be able to do yeah, this it's they more want like to be, they want the confidence yeah you want to be to know that if you're in a situation you can you know yeah somebody, right? yeah that's the thing we talked about that earlier the fighters people who fight don't fight totally because right? they're confident right yeah I think yeah. a lot of people get confident you get the odd kid and they're around twenty years old they'll get in some street fights and stuff like that after and I was I was guilty of it at what if you myself, what if one of your students or clients was get like get, got kept getting in you teaching them the shit he kept getting are you going to tell him hey come back yeah, to me later was, if he was constantly starting it then yeah if, if one of my fighters knocked somebody out downtown they got an argument I used over to, and over you'd be yeah. like i'm i can't help you do this anymore the other guy started it and 
I usually give them a high five and say, yeah, good job, good training. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. I mean, <laughs> yeah. inevitably, if you have 100 people that want to learn yeah. self-defense, one, a couple of those are going to have yeah. to use it at some point. But yeah. I'm talking about the kid that's just like all piss and vinegar. Yeah, I'm not like, training some guy who's going to start fights like yeah. that. Yeah. I used to have a guy who was a, he, he's in a biker gang now. And he was a, he sold drugs on the side. And yeah. He was a real thug. Yeah. He was one of my first ever clients. And he just had to learn the hard way for everything. Yeah. He would be like, oh, you can't do that. You do that. I'm just going to go pow, pow, boom, like that. And I'm like, okay. Try it. Try it. (laughs) (laughs) He banged his brother in one time and told his brother he'd give him 100 bucks if he'd get me down. (laughs) His brother's some street thug, tough guy, too. I remember I was literally just sitting there with an underhook. So an underhook is basically like, Getting your arm above someone's armpit. So the guy just kept just grunting and groaning. And I was literally up against the wall going, <laughs> talking, having conversations with other people. <laughs> Couldn't do anything. Trying to take me down, right? It's just that, that mentality of guys. So that was yeah. like the only guy I've ever trained that was like a, a thuggy guy. Do you train? What's your training situation like now? I'm, currently? I'm just not doing a whole lot. Do you really? feel like better? Like, Talking now, like since you've lost some, like gotten yeah. back in shape That's and everything. My, I got, I've gotten comments What's going off the hair. What's going off the beard? Right. And I was like, I'm not shaving or cutting my hair until I lose 30 pounds. So yeah. I feel better now that I'm getting in shape, but I, I have a really bad shoulder. So it kind of hinders me from doing a lot of things I want to do. And I have a bad back, which messes up a lot of things I want to yeah. do. Just years of injuries added yeah. up on me. The other thing is, too, is that's why I did the beard and hair thing is because I'm used to having goals. Yeah. I'm yeah. used to having a fight date. And I'm used to getting paid to train, basically, because it was my job. Yeah. Right? So then people are like, well, I don't work out anymore. I'm like, why don't you quit your job and go back and do it for free? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how far are you away from cutting the hair uh, and beard? I've, I've lost 19 pounds. Oh, nice. So I have 11 pounds ago. So why I kind of asked about that is like mainly diet and like just um, cleaning everything up? All diet and I stop drinking wine every day. Yeah. I haven't had a drink in quite a while, actually. Cardio? So. Do you do much cardio? Not much, but like, like I wear my watch. So it tells me my steps. So I'm still putting in like 15,000 steps a day yeah. just by being at the gym. But I don't know how accurate it is because it goes by movement. So yeah. I'm holding pads, I'm doing this, or I'm throwing punches. Yeah, but that's counting as steps. But though my but body- That might moving, count as steps though. You know what anyway, I mean? So like I'm not too accurate on that. If I'm sure, walking but, in the same spot, like, yeah. I mean, it's all average, right? Yeah. Like if you find one day you're like so 4,000, you're like, I did nothing that yeah, day. I'm just trying to be a little more active that way. But I've only done like a couple really small workouts. Yeah. Nothing major and probably nothing more than a half hour of- I did a little bit of a cable crossovers one day. Didn't yeah, you're telling me. Stuff like that and do some goblet squats. Do you like hit, but like even hitting the yeah, moving I've, and I've stuff. Yeah, I've been shadow like, boxing a little bit and trying to be a little more active with my clients. Just for cardiovascular yeah. purposes? Yeah, getting myself moving around a little bit more active instead of being like, stand your whole pads. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is too, when people come and see me, I don't hold pads for an hour straight because no. I don't think you're learning when I'm holding pads for you much. Yeah. If I just call combinations and let you punch, you're not going to learn anything. No, it's not. It's right? completely contrary to everything yeah. we just said, as <laughs> yeah. far as like actually I'm breaking stop you down constantly. Yeah. That's why I don't use a timer because mm-hmm. I'm going to stop you every ten seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if I just kept doing that for the timer, you're only going to get a couple combinations in before the timer went off anyway, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to stop you and I'm going to correct you what you're doing wrong, and I'm going to come up with a drill to change this or mm-hmm. to try and make people be the best they can be, right? So it's all about teaching, right? Because my clients can go and teach somebody else, yeah. Right after yeah. I had I actually had a client. Two days ago, I actually said, I have text messages on my phone. There was someone that was training somebody the other day and trying to throw a kick. And I was watching and I was trying not to say nothing. <laughs> but they see me. And they know. So they're like, what? Like, it's not It's not the lower body, it's the upper body. Is why. I, 
and previously this, my client and me were watching. And I, so I, I teach my clients as things are happening. So mm-hmm. when this was happening, I said to my client, like, you see why that kick isn't working? And then the trainer threw the kick. And I said, you see what the trainer did differently? And the trainer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did this with their upper body. So then I came over after they see me look in yeah. and I said, it's not this, it's that. I said, you see when, when they throw their kick, they do this. And the client goes, I don't do that. I don't swing my arm. I just watched you and went over it with my student as we watched you do it three times in a row. But now you're going to argue with me that you don't do it. <laughs> and why do they say they don't swing their arm? Because someone told them that they're not supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can show you a picture of every professional fighter in the world throwing every single kick ever thrown in history of a top level. And there may be one out of a thousand that didn't swing their arm. Do most people, <laughs> like client and trainers, like appreciate that at the end of the day? Or do you probably get like, not. no? No, probably don't appreciate it. The well, I mean, might, like, the client but, probably does, but the trainer didn't appreciate like, it getting them off. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they still let you come into their circle and break it down a little bit, and like even have a conversation of it. Like, yeah, it was brief, but I don't know they appreciate it. They, they that's the thing is too is fighters are, are stubborn, headed stubborn yeah. people, right? They don't like to think outside their box. Yeah. And the or they've is, been that's told. What I said fighters should. If you're a fighter, you obviously if you, if you've made it, you obviously do some things right. Mm-hmm. Teach what you do. Mm-hmm. Don't teach what you were taught <laughs> because you're probably not doing this the same way you were taught. Yeah. Right. You have to under, but the thing is you have to understand what you were doing before you can teach it. Right. Yeah. That's the thing is that most people are just like, Oh, I was told to do this and I made it here because I must do that. Yeah. Analyze yourself. Yeah. I don't. Do you have uh, I guess this, do you have any hobbies? Other, well, I know golf, like any things you want to get into that are oh. like, kind of weird or like outside the box or i'd like to drive some race cars someday but really what <laughs> yeah. kind like like oh, just like like fast cars or like you want yeah. to get in uh no i don't want to get in little, 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 like little drags or thing like your wife used to do yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah no, i don't want to go i don't want to go straight i want i, I want some turns you ever like go that. to any of the track days or I, anything like that i've never done them i've always wanted to do them but i never i've done quarter mile stuff because i'm a mustang guy yeah like I've, i love mustangs i always have so cars they're, they're and- all quarter miles i'd like to get into more of the high end they do them like some of like you rent them, right? Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, if that's something you want to cross off, it might be worth it, but it's hard to justify spending what they like require to do like four laps over. Like I know that Josh was, did a, I think in grand band, you know, they bring a bunch of like exotic cars to Porsche. I've seen that too. And then you rent it, but then they, I'd like to actually like be it, like learn, but then how much expensive is that going to be? Yeah. You got to like more than once. Yeah. Expensive, expensive, yeah. yeah. That, that, that would be like a, a huge like thing I'd love to do, but I really? don't think I'd love to come unless I'd be winning the lottery. You never know. You never <laughs> yeah. know. Uh, like, I don't know what I was just going to ask. Like I, I've motorcycles? Been, no? No. Never been on I've, So it's not I, a speed I've, thing. I got it's on like a motorcycle the, once. A friend of mine bought a, a TL1000, I think it was called. And I didn't know how to ride it. I had a dirt bike but it, when I was younger, but it, I didn't even shift it. It was like an automatic yeah. dirt bike. So my buddy put me on this thing and i was just going around the parking lot on the side of a freeway oh yeah i got a gas station yeah yeah and i was like going around in circles a little bit and i was getting lit figuring it out and i hit a little bit of gravel and i went to hit the brake but i pushed in the clutch just to kind of panic but i still had my hand on the throttle let go of the clutch shot out. <laughs> didn't know what i was doing now i slam on i hit the front brake i do it like a chinese wheelie and i stopped and a transport truck went Vroom. oh my gosh yeah and i was like oh, okay that's enough I walked for that bike back that i've never got on one since <laughs> what else yeah like so I don't know. Yeah, you golf a lot in the summer. Yeah, I golf quite a bit, um, and I can get away with 
since I had kids, my golf game's gone way down. But same. I used to want to be a pro golfer before I started fighting. So that's what I did throughout my 20s. It's just trying to nail that down. Yeah, yeah, I did it for probably six years straight. I golfed like every day. Sometimes I'd do like 16. You ever go on any like, like 36 holes a day sometimes. Local tournaments or anything like that? Uh, just like the club ones. Yeah. Time. But I had a, like a, I was, I was basically a scratch golfer for yeah. a couple of years. But I was 250 pounds at the yeah. time. I got so fat. Really? I, all I did was like, I golfed and I worked at a pizza place. Mm-hmm. So I basically lived off food at the pizza place, and I, I golfed. What all course day would you have been? I was like, down like in by starting in Chatham area a lot. Oh yeah. So I was like, my local. I had a membership at a Baldoon Golf Course, which is actually closed down now. So. Yeah. Okay. But I used to golf every day, and I could, you know, I could shoot. I, I shot four under one time. It was probably my best score ever. And then the next time I went golfing, I was messing up. Yeah. I started, I started throwing clubs, and I wasn't having fun anymore. It's not being fun because yeah. I was so angry that I couldn't duplicate what I did before. Yeah. Is your son, has he gotten He's actually going to golf? He's in, I've already registered for golf camp this summer. Nice. I did that. Like, I loved it. I, I grew up like golfing as soon as I could. Like, and that was awesome. Like, cause you, you, you kind of picked it up as later, later in life, like in the twenties or whatever. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. I had, that was honestly the opposite for me. I was golf from anytime. I, as soon as my parents could sign me up for the stuff in the summer, and we had like lockers at the club. So we, it was like, it was in walking distance. So we would just, me and my brother would in the summer would walk over and play as much I, as we I could and then come back. And then from like 20 till really like late twenties, I'd stopped, you oh. know, cause I was like body big. Like, so it was just didn't, it was a complete opposite yeah. sport. And like, I, I, the thing I find with me too is cause my weight has shifted around so much mm-hmm. that I can't keep my swing consistent yeah i know it's completely different like so it messes you up even from the beginning of the in in the last like couple years for me i'd you know you'd come off of like winter you'd like i I always like stayed pretty lean but i'd still be like 240 like still trying to like be Mm -hmm. big and then by the end of the summer you just get obsessed with golf and it's like oh in like you're dropping weight kind of so you could and then at the end of the season comes as golf and you've like finally get to this weight where you can swing a club and you're comfortable yeah. and then it's like Starts a big cycle again. and yeah. in the last little bit I've I'm definitely just like not necessarily downsized but shifted like I've actually become much more of an athlete than I have been in the past as far mobility as like and mobility and once you get past that like it's not really downsizing because I'm actually probably bigger than I have been, you know, at different weights and stuff. But it, I'm looking forward to the next like couple years where now I'm in a different stage of like my overall size and everything where I think I'm going to be able to like actually focus on it. Cause if you are like yeah. 30, 20, 15 to 15 pounds on a golf swing is, is it's not even the same swing. No. So it's hard to really like Listen, not get frustrated. Your, your upper body too. Yeah. You can't get your hands in the same position where they were before. Yeah. And, and, rotate. and then rotating and all that. Yeah. And yeah. It's a big difference. We have to get out. I know we, I yeah, said this sure, last year, but like, <laughs> have you played West Haven before? No, I never played. It's awesome. We're, we're all be out there. Like Jimmy's yeah, out there. Now I just there. play with like local guys in my, in my neighborhood. Yeah. So like all my buddies that I hang out with now are like police officers yeah. and school teachers. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't hang out with like the fighter guys anymore that were like partying hard. Yeah. It's different now too at the gym because we were all like. That's what I was saying in the beginning. Is like you guys were all yeah. active together. Now you're kind of yeah. all at this different yeah, stage. Now we're all it different seems stage of life, dads, of like dads and, and things now. So everything's slowed down. Especially now we see like some of the younger guys coming in there too. And where do you guys? guys? Yeah, like oh, here's living vicariously yeah. to their stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah now, definitely. Right? Do you have? Do you guys? Do you have want more kids or two is the number? Yeah, I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but funny it's like, story about that is actually because I got. When COVID first hit, 
like just as COVID was first coming yeah. out, when it happened. And yeah. I, I think I got COVID the first time. I was in that group of people that were like mysteriously like dying. <laughs> yeah. Like I was on medication for pneumonia and everything. I was in front of a fireplace, like shivering and coughing, and I just got snipped. Yeah. It's supposed to be healed in like two days. Yeah. I'm coughing every time. Oh seconds. yeah, probably. It's every like every time the, I cough, it feels like someone getting the wolf in the nuts, right? So I was like, I wasn't healing. Such a way. Like, oh, it was just horrible. Coughing for like two weeks straight. Yeah. Like, How old's your daughter? Uh, she just turned ten. Um, a month oh, ten. So I she's older than your son. Yeah. My oh yeah, you 10. said that. I knew yeah, that. My daughter's yeah, ten. Yeah. My son just turned eight. Cool. So what, how's it with them? You guys, anything big this summer coming up? Or like, no, I'm like my daughter's in competitive dance and my son's in competitive hockey. I got it. How old did she start dance? This is her third year, I think, but she's been, she was in other dances before this. Like when, how old young though? She started really young. Like what's really young? Like four or five. Okay. Like Cause, dance classes. Cause Tatum's starting to like see stuff on TV and like, I, I think she's, to she's going to be drawn to dance. So I'm like, Fuck, like, let's go drive around and see. Like, is is there room for, for her at, like, Where she's not three goes, yet. My, yeah, my daughter goes, oh, she's that young still? Yeah, she's, she's she'll be three we, in September. Yeah, we, it wasn't where we are now. We were had, like, a, we were in, like, the, some hall at the time. And it was, like, a bunch of little kids dancing around doing, like, fake ballet. And yeah, yeah, yeah. She was young. Because she's more having fun then, right? Yeah, I mean, anything at that yeah. age is, like, yeah, it's, you're going to have their extension span if you're going to have it. And it's yeah. going to be a limited time. My daughter time. was in that age. She was doing, like, the kids' gymnastics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was doing a little, yeah. Little, she was doing soccer tots. It was called soccer. Yeah, was a little soccer yeah. yeah she signed. We got so. Tatum up for soccer this summer, and then yeah, dance and like whatever. Yeah, what you, more you, you want to do? Back like, so they don't have to socialize. Yeah, too, exactly. Right? So they're around to their kids. You know, some parents don't let their kids do anything. They get in school and like, what do I do? Yeah, yeah. we've been lucky with Tatum because she's been at daycare since. Like the little small That's daycare. The thing with masks too at schools. Kids haven't seen anybody's faces for so long. So right? lucky there too, because yeah. Tatum's never had to put one yeah. on. Like she wasn't affected in school yeah, that right way. Right before I left to come here, my son asked my wife, "When's COVID gonna be over?" <laughs> my wife's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Well, remember when I was five and there was no COVID? When when is it gonna be like that again?" Isn't that <laughs> like, weird. Like she's like, well, my wife's a nurse, and she said, "Well, probably never." But well, what does that mean to yeah. the kid, yeah. right? It's he, like he's yeah, he's, so he's like confused. You don't want to say this never, just right but before I came here, really, yeah, literally just before I came here. So so much of that stuff is like just yeah, not no yeah. I'm sure you wouldn't. We're lucky. I didn't have to. Yeah, like, that thing is COVID would probably be like the cold. Yeah, I know. Probably it's like, like he doesn't know what never now. means. So it's it's like be there. Now. Yeah, it's never gonna just vanish away. But it might. Like, it's not gonna be where you're wearing shit in school yeah, all the time. But like that's when he or he or I don't know which one asked, but says never. He's like. Fuck, I'm going to have to wear masks <laughs> yeah. always, forever and Yeah, ever. well, they're not wearing masks at school now. They ended that, like, two weeks ago. Oh, really? See, yeah. I know so that part's over with, but COVID will always be there. You yeah. Know, trying to explain to him, right? He's yeah. Like, yeah when's it ever going to be gone? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, like, never. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a virus now that's going to stick around. And yeah. I already have, like, five people in the last three days that have got COVID again. Really? Yeah. Had they, did they get it again, or they hadn't had it yet? Uh, two of them, or well, three of them, four of them, actually, because there's one. That's in the same family, that one. Yeah, those four already I, had it before. Really? Yeah. So they got it a second time. That's I think one of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Mitch Marner got it twice in three weeks, I heard. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't even pay attention to too much. It's hard. I don't, to, I don't either. Track. I just try not to. I just, yeah. just COVID it out. Yeah, yeah, but ultimately it makes its way yeah. back into... Like, I, I, like I, my brother-in-law just recently died from it, so I don't take it lightly. Really? So, yeah, oh, January, shit. Sorry to hear that. In January. Yeah. How old is he? 44. Really? Yeah. So that's your wife's brother? Uh, my sister's husband. Oh, so, oh, no way. He's the one that met The Rock that time with us. 
How did that go? How was that? Like he was just sick. He wasn't vaccinated. He was an anti-vaxxer because of what he read on Facebook and stuff. And he was overweight. And he just, and oh, he, he was kind of like susceptible more than the most. Yeah, and he's in the high risk category, I guess. Was, he, was it a long thing for him? Not really. He caught it the day after I got it, really. And I got pretty sick for two days. And he was talking to me on the phone. And I was kind of like, how are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm not too bad. He's not sleeping. I was like, how the fuck are you not vaccinated? And he just, <laughs> I'm vaccinated. Yeah. I'm sick and you're not, right? And then one day he just went, went down to the hospital home. and they sent him home with, with a puffer and antibiotics. And the next day he could barely even walk, my sister said. So she took him to the hospital and they told him they had to put him in a ventilator. So he called my sister back up and said, come and get me out of this place. They want to put me in a coma. Never. And they put him out and a week later he was gone. Basically. So it was like two weeks kind of thing from start to yeah. end? In January, just in January? Yeah, yeah, it just happened. Oh, wow. He was one of my best friends for like way before I even met my sister. Like he used to tease me because he had a crush on my sister. Really? When we were friends. Then they, wow, then they started that dating. Sucks. Yeah, so we were like really close. He was like my, my real brother. Like he actually sent me a message on Christmas. He was a really, uh, he was a big, big, big guy. He was in that labor's union for Luna. He's always one of those guys that after his, his brother had passed away a few years back and he uh, changed so he's always one of those very emotional guys who would say things to you that make you feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy says, Hey, I, actually, I do love you. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, hey, yeah, you too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know. Yeah. I know. I have one. Yeah. So he sent me a message on Christmas. I was like, Hey, Merry Christmas, brother. Cause you know, guys talk to guys. Yeah. Like, hey, Merry Christmas to you. I just want to let you know that I love you. And I'm really, I'm really grateful that you are my actual brother. Like that kind of, that's message, wild right? though. Yeah. yeah. Like that kind yeah. of guy. Right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And sure enough, he just passed away like right after that. So, Damn, that sucks. Yeah, Sorry yeah, to hear that. Tough. Yeah, it's crazy. Tough. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well. So it was really tough too because we had argued about getting him vaccinated. Yeah, it would be and a he, tough thing. That's like the divide yeah, it puts he in said people. Something. I, I never. I still have his messages, and he just said, "You know what, Chris? I'm not gonna." He goes, "I don't want to argue with you. I don't want to fight with you about it. You have your stuff. I have mine. You can tell me one thing. I can come back with the other thing. Yeah, so yeah. Let's yeah. just arguing about it because we could just go on forever about yeah. this. So I was just like." Fine, I'll let it be. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's like, what yeah, are you going to do? I did say to my mom, I said, I'm worried if he gets it, he's going to die. And sure enough, he got it and he died. And I'm mad because I said it to my mom. I didn't say it to him. I should. Well, what are you going to do, though? Like, yeah, it's like, you don't want to just. I didn't want to argue with Yeah, him, you, so that, that, all, honestly, like, yeah, it, yeah that's, 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 that's the way it goes yeah. sometimes, I guess. It's like, pretty crazy. Well, he passed away. So he, they're from a pretty small town, 11,000 people in the town. They have a police force and everything, but. He was such a good guy. Like he did charities and stuff like that. He did. He was the kind of guy that was do any do does people things for anybody. He would mm-hmm. see something on Facebook or somebody's dog died. He'd go and bring them a present to their house. Or he would just do things for people. Mm-hmm. I he'd just see something at a store and think this person could need it, and he'd buy it for almost a complete someone he barely even knew. Mm-hmm. So um, when he passed away, I'd say two hundred people. Uh, so he passed away on like a Wednesday night, or Thursday night, Friday night, or two to three hundred people showed up at his house crazy they have a baseball diamond across the street from their house and they had fireworks and for hours because he was in the mustangs too and he raced cars Just people came up with their cars and they did brake torts to the yeah. point you couldn't even like see your hand in front of you, you had to, you were covered you had a mask on and you're still like this because you couldn't breathe yeah crazy all the way down the street and the police watched let it all go yeah didn't care yeah. But the stupid thing was, is nobody was wearing a mask. <laughs> it's like the irony. Yeah, it's like, say, you bunch of rednecks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like that's just like, the world we yeah. live in. It's I, like, at his funeral, people were making fun of me for wearing a mask. You're wearing a mask. Yeah. I was like, his funeral. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like seriously, yeah. just it's on just principle. A, it's a different sake. mentality in the smaller towns. Like mm-hmm. they, that's, that's what he said to us too. Cause my wife's a nurse and she tried to, we had a conversation with him one day and he was like, 
I don't see nobody dying from it. Blah blah blah. blah. They're just sheltered small town community. Yeah. Don't see it, right? You probably don't. Like, yeah, yeah. We, it's probably not even real. As the news is just trying to scare us. And he was like that guy, right? Yeah. And my wife's like, uh, why? I'm at the hospital. I see it. <laughs> like, yeah. she it's actually, hard. She was though. actually in tears it's, on the phone. When that whole night. thing, just even those yeah. conversations, it's like, and you respect everyone so much, and it's family. It's like the last thing you want to do is argue with. Yeah. So it's, the other it's thing like, is too is because of COVID, because they weren't vaccinated, I didn't get to see them much. In the last yeah, two really. Days, yeah, so, yeah. Because they were kind of anti-vaxxed or vaxxed, and it's kind of weird. It's, like, it's yeah, always it's just like, like I don't know if we should be around them, and I, I'm scared to go around them because I have it, and I don't know I have it, and I end up getting responsible for getting them sick. So we didn't really mm-hmm. go around in my mom's area for like a couple almost two years so crazy yeah Yeah. wow my mom was vaccinated because she's very high risk yeah you think it's all done uh i don't know as i said like five different people i know i've seen a bunch of stuff we're going to we're going to uh montreal this weekend and i was just reading a bunch of stuff over there like you know it's even to like refer to stuff you see it's like feels like almost a mute point at this point, but it's like, I saw a thing that they're going into like this six wave and, and Montreal, Quebec has always been like on the first to yeah, close up, to do this, to keep it in the longest. We're like, fuck, do we have to wear a mask still this weekend? And it's yeah. like, I think they do because it was, they're dropping it off as of April 1st, but like, we're going to be the only, if that's the case, they're dropping their masks as of April 1st. We're going to be the only ones like what it was like here when the first day, it dropped. Like everyone was like, "Ah, yeah, do I still I've wear?" Been, like I've been to the grocery store twice. I'm in the Shoppers Drug Mart once since mass drops, and both are all three times. I've was the only person in the place that didn't have a mask. On. Yeah, but I've seen. I've I seen like, Am I doing something wrong. I know. Like, I was like, I've seen like more on? and more like as like exponentially too. Like that first day, like no one was wearing not wearing a mask. Yeah, and then like as one person sees one person, it kind of like speeds the process speed up. up. So we have that like me and Jade being in Ontario, have that like, okay, I feel, I don't feel weird. I don't feel like guilty going into places without it now. It's amazing how fast you go back to being normal. Yeah. But I'm like, fuck, we're going to be the first ones there not wearing it. So everyone's going to, we're going to be those yeah. people on the first day, not wearing yeah, it. Because you speak English and they're like, really not even more so. <laughs> so I'm curious to see what that's going to be like, but we've already like gone back to normal. I mean, we, we, you just got to be reasonable. Yeah, Everyone, I, that's the thing is I had a couple of buddies want to go video golf this weekend. Where? Uh, the, I'm not sure. Where, where do you guys usually go? Yeah. We haven't used no. it. It's the first time we're going to do it. They booked it someplace. The one, you know, the one that's really cool and I haven't been is the one at Factory. Oh. The I've seen people come out of the Factory. Clubhouse. I've seen people, come, yeah, that's how we're going to Clubhouse. That's awesome. You're going to have a, I haven't been, so I well, can't say, but like. the guy's got COVID right now. Oh, fuck. And the message is today. The guy's like, I'm going to Wednesday. You'll be all right by Saturday. I'll see you there. I don't, I don't care. I'm like, fuck. I don't think I'm there yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't, because if I don't go, if I get sick, it costs me a week of work, right? Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> you guys have jobs where you're going to get paid regardless if you go up to work or not. I don't have that. Right? Yeah, yeah. That, though, side note is I've seen and I've heard that that place is just That's awesome. That's where they're going. So I think the clubhouse is the name It should be really cool. I know they have reservations. It's 10 o'clock this weekend, so we're supposed to go. P.M.? No, P.M. Ooh, that'll be a yeah. time. Yeah, because it was the only one available. Probably. And we tried to book for next Saturday, too, and they didn't Same have anything. Thing. The, latest, the earliest one was 10 p.m. was the only one they opened again. Crazy. It must be a pretty busy place. Yeah, it is. Like again, I because you can do a bunch of like virtual golf and like or golf, baseball and like oh. I think all these other. I've been, sports I've been there too. before, but not to play, not for the golf. Just like in the factory for my kids. Same, yeah, and that's even pretty sweet in yeah, itself. It's but a cool place. the clubhouse is. You'll have to like let me know how it is. Uh, what if, else? If we go. Yeah. I right. Know, I don't know. If my wife. My wife's 
they're probably not going to let me go now with those guys having COVID right well, now. Well, it's kind of like... Well, the one guy had it, he's already had it for two days. So his five days will be up on Saturday, I think. But the other one, he hasn't tested positive yet, but his whole family has. So I was like, eh. What are you delaying? You just <laughs> yeah, like yeah. delaying to set your yeah. days back or yeah. like hoping by the time you test, you're just negative yeah. already yeah. by then. Yeah. So he, he's, he's, he's tested himself. So he hasn't showed up positive. Oh, he's yet, still been negative. Well, you never know then. But he sent me a picture of him when he told me his daughter had it and she was painting his nails, sitting on his lap. Like, I'm sure you got it. Yeah. That's hard too. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, you're not going to like jump yeah. into that and not be a part of that yeah. stuff too. But it was cool though. When my, when I got it, I was the first one in my family to get it. So I just chilled in my room. So no one was allowed to come in. Mm-hmm. I would go downstairs and get some food and go right back upstairs type thing. And then my son tested positive like three days later. And you're like, come join the club. Well, that's what he said. <laughs> so he was had a fever. So my wife tested him. And as soon as he got tested, he said, send me that can hug daddy now. And he ran upstairs. And I was like, that was priceless. Yeah, for he, sure. He was happy he had COVID. So first he could thing, just- out of being scared because kids don't understand it. They have COVID too. First thing he thought of was coming to see me because he hasn't seen me in two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, for I was sure. Like, that was That's priceless. Like, yeah, I'll definitely. take I'll take COVID over for that. To for sure. <laughs> so. What else? You got anything else that you had on the mind that you wanted to? T- I can't think of it. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing really. I don't. There's... Yeah, I don't know. Now I do want to get that. App. I think that app would be a good idea if I could get that going somehow. Like a, you got to keep. Yeah, trainers. don't. F- I'll be, for trainers. I'll tell so, you. So trainers could go on an app and be like, I'm going to train my clients boxing this week. Okay. Here's my app. It's going to show me the combination. Yeah, it's going to yeah. teach me how to do the combination. Yeah. Teach me how to teach the combination. Yeah. Things to look for. I think you got to, don't right? ever think that you shouldn't give anything out because it's all for free. I, yeah. especially because of your stuff and how like personal it can be too. Like, yes. I think the more stuff you can put out, it's only going to yeah, be I better I for you. Fix it Fridays. So yeah. Every Friday I'll put out like a, Okay, if your client does this, this is how you fix it. Or this is a drill to mm-hmm. fix it. Yeah, because you can start like almost pitching it more to coaches. Yeah. Like, because you want those people reaching out to you saying, like, hey, what do you mean by this? And like, yeah. you don't, you know, that's probably more yeah, valuable. I had a thing too at one point. I said, okay, you just send me a video and I'll tell you what you're doing wrong. But then I was just like, <laughs> I can't keep up with that. Yeah. I just can't keep up with like, everyone's just going to start sending, sending stuff. Yeah, yeah. I had a couple crazy people too. Yeah, probably. It's like, nah, never mind. I, this is the last time I request any kind of video yeah. from anyone. Yeah, one guy sent me a message. I, I couldn't even talk to him anymore after he said it to me. The one thing he said in the message was, I got to look for it. You and I both know it's 80, 80% look and 20% skill to get to the UFC. And I was just like, you just I'm not finished even, everything, but, all of my hard work. Yeah, seriously. You should be in the UFC because you have scary tattoos. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I wouldn't be able yeah. to message that back. Yeah, guy I was either. like, and he's like, call me. You need to call me. I got to talk to you. And you're my reason I want to go to the UFC and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I just can't. Yeah, just can't there'll, be, that. there'll just, be that shit that comes with that's it. That's what you actually believe. There's nothing I can do for you, right? We got to do, you'd be a good person, like, obviously. But you, you ever see, like, Joe's fight companions and stuff like that? Where, like, I want to do a, 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 a podcast where, like, maybe some UFC experts some fans some no one to do with it and just like watch a watch ufc it. and like have a podcast around it yeah, and listen to the guys who don't know what they're talking about well no you don't even <laughs> listen you time. almost just mute that and it's yeah. like you have kind of make up your own commentary like that'd be interesting would you be down to do yeah, something like that to, yeah it's funny too if you get some guys who don't really know what they're talking about to say things you get that yeah, like my buddy it's like they have parties sometimes not friends yeah over and some of the guys say the stupidest thing what's that 
karate. <laughs> yeah, like but that would be cool. If like, there's like some, if there's, put this out there to you, like if there's a UFC that you see that you would enjoy being a part of that on, let me know and we'll set it up. And cause it's like, cause you'll know, like you, yeah. you know, that'd be a good one to sit and commentate or like whatever. It's not, it's more so like, it's not commentating necessarily. It's just yeah. like, uh, listening on? to us watch a fight you yeah, know like going on it's fight? not like i'm not trying to provide any value like you will for sure but mine if you don't know it it's just like an, a sports fan watching it but if there's anything that like if there's ever ones that come up in the future and you're like fuck let, that'd be a good one for four guys okay. to sit down around and watch poker nights too yeah, that too. That, why? Are you poker? Oh, I love poker. Okay. I haven't played in a few years, but I, used, I was addicted. I had to ban myself from every online poker site there is. <laughs> oh, God. Then you're good. We don't want guys like that. No, I had to ban myself because I was an addict. We I normally like, do it. Off. You know what we should do is like... I just can't drink because I'll start... Call me with that bullshit. You know who I am? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't need that up here. <laughs> yeah, but let's do that. Both of them. A, we... Yeah. I've been wanting to do that like pot the fight podcast yeah. but we've to normally do the ufc nights or poker nights on ufc so we'll just play here but i gotta start doing it maybe not on ufc or or right. I, I used to do that there i used to have poker tournaments on the ufc but i had a big i had a big poker table too yeah so did i, I but i got sweet. rid of it because it was you couldn't fold it down like it was i had a one with oh, lights and folded. everything yeah, it was like a casino one so it's like when it's not using, it's just sitting in the middle, like it's a pain in the ass. And like this is a sweet table, so I'll, uh, yeah, let's let's like keep your eye out for that. And then if if even the next one that we do a UFC and if we or a poker and we don't do some sort of podcast, you definitely come for just the uh, poker and, and watching. I haven't played since before COVID. We're all like, like, even if you have, it's pretty amateur. Like none of us are like. I'm not like. Good, good. I haven't played in years. Yeah, that's play, how I it usually play. starts. That's what all the guys say that come and clean us out. It's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I used to be a oh, poker ah. pro, but I haven't played in like six months. Well, so. Some of my buddies are less like, they just don't care about money and they drive me fucking nuts. Because they'll just keep calling you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That pocket ease. <laughs> it wasted it on your like. I went all in. You just, you're having a beer. You didn't even look at your card. Yeah, yeah, I call. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, just fold. <laughs> just fold no i call i'm like all in i call i'm like you haven't looked at your cards yet i, was, I just raised you two hundred dollars and you're calling Some, me yeah but those guys you just and, and, and he beats me I'm like, yeah, yeah, and yeah then that's it he yeah. beats you somehow yeah, he beats me. I'm just like, you son of a bitch <laughs> okay uh i don't know we can wrap it up we'll do that for sure all keep right. that in mind next you because i'll be i'll let you be the judge of a good one to sit and, and commentate my card's gonna be sick but i already have to go to my buddies for that one Who's fighting there? Um, That's the next. Fights. What's the date today? There's the 135 titles on the line, on that one. So it's like a there's an intern champ and a real champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're having the rematch on that one. So that card's pretty stacked. I don't know. I'm so, sure. Then if I don't have anything, I might yeah, have a night and, of it. Um, Sterling, Sterling. I think it's. Sterling. You guys always go to the same spot and watch it. Uh, there's a group of us who kind of just kind of bounce between their little houses, but it's usually like the same four or five guys that watch mm -hmm. it together. Nice. It's, okay. it's good too because they're like I said, they're cops and teachers and stuff like that. So they're not like they're, it's a little tamer. Yeah, a little tamer than some of the other guys. And I think it's funny too. Some of their buddies would come up sometimes and they'd be like, 
I got a rear naked choke feel like anyway. All right, come here. <laughs> Throwing guys in chokes. Cops. <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, can you sign this piece of paper before like yeah. before I'll I do this? Something, I'll do it to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah better yeah. that. Yeah. I'll just have you guys play yeah, with yeah, each do other. This, but... and I'll do this, and I'll do that. Play thing, right? Crazy. So they do it instead of me doing it. To yeah, them. yeah. Yeah. One guy was getting a little one one night, one guy get was getting a little goofy. Started kicking me in the leg. And my friends was like, like, don't kill him, Chris. Now I, I was Pretty, he was really drunk. All you gotta do is kick him in his, yeah. his leg, and he won't be able to move yeah, for the next kept, like three months. He was pretty drunk, and he kept telling me how he was this karate champion back in the day, and he trained with George Saint Pierre. I mean, he he met George Saint Pierre once, but his story. <laughs> yeah, they're he, buddies he, now. He with George Saint Pierre. <laughs> then he started asking me a bunch of questions, and I was trying to, I was humoring him at fine, but then he just kept coming over and like, how's this feel? And he's like. Chop and kick me in the leg, or this karate kick in the leg, and stuff. You're like, oh fuck, I don't want to uh, have to do this. I don't have to slap this guy. Yeah, <laughs> eventually. That's funny. Um, yeah, okay. I think we're good. What time is it? After nine. It's fun because it just like goes by, right? Like it's so. You get me easy. on the training topic. I can go for hours on training. Topic. Well, it's good. Like it's. I'm honestly- trying to bite my tongue because it's so frustrating to me. Training the world of striking to me and the way coaches happen and the things I I see online and in real life even just do you ever have I any just, urge on and on and on about things do you ever have any urge to open your own spot I've always won my own spot I always always have it's just a matter of like you know, location when you say spot in. is it like just somewhere where you can work out of or do you have like a full I'd like program to have my going own, my own I'd like to own a gym gym like and actually have real classes and real everything like that so like I was supposed to be an owner of Adrenaline like three different times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. That's a long story on that. So that was a that's that's a pain in the ass there. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hopefully... the thing is I've dedicated my almost my whole life to that gym, right? Yeah. So I've been teaching there for sixteen it's years. It's all not for nothing though. Yeah, like, for sixteen years I've been putting it into yeah. that business for them, right? So I kinda was like, oh, those are my prime. Lucky years. though, like yeah, not to so. discredit any of that, but lucky though, like what you have, you can like it's you. Mm-hmm. It's not like you rely yeah. on anything. Like that's the thing too. That that was my main reason for getting in the UFC. It was my goal to myself, but I said, I always told myself, if I'm in the UFC, it's, it's instant credit. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I can yeah. move to any city and anywhere in the world and get a job at any gym in the world, basically, mm-hmm. pretty much, right? Because you know, and then UFC, even more you know, so, if you, it's, it's, yeah, that's your resume. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're hired. But even more so if you can back it up with a solid, like, as a teacher yeah. and stuff like that, it's like, yeah. again, you could open up your own spot or go to another spot or do anything. And, like, yeah. it's oh, who you are and what you bring, not necessarily what yeah. that gym or any gym has, like, made you in particular. Like, the thing is, having your own gym, too, is oh, adrenaline works because we have different like, 10 different instructors. Yeah. So you have, you don't. If I have my own gym, I'm the only instructor. I got to teach every single. That's class, what I mean. Right? Like you, that's uh, you don't want. To, like you can't get rich trading time for money, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. So, I totally. At all. So that's the issue with that, right? Whereas if I was like, like you guys, it's easier for fitness to do online training, right? Yeah. Yeah. And even there was like, a way that I could like go online with a Zoom and watch. But you will have to. Somebody, you need like, to get UFC the guy doing something and be like, okay, let's try this now. Let's try this through Zoom or type of thing, right? Maybe once, but there's. I'm yeah. sure there's a limit to what's satisfying to you too. Like, yeah. you're gonna how long you're gonna be sitting in front of doing yeah, Zoom shit? And it's like, like so. Like the new thing now is trainers that use paddles. Yeah, you've probably seen Hominic use. Yeah, them, yeah, yeah. Look yeah. like ping pong. Paddles, yeah, we. Yeah. yeah, I told you, yeah, I kick one, Jade, yeah. Jade, but they're great for hand speed, but for me, as a, a teacher, I can't feel your energy. Yeah. Because I can't feel it. 
Yeah, that feedback. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I can tell by the way someone hits me if it was from the floor or not type thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say that's why I know. the thing that separates one athlete from another was somebody's, as, as I say, their relationship to the earth. Mm-hmm. So all good athletes have a good relationship with the earth. Not that they're going out and hugging trees, but they know how to use the ground mm-hmm. to push off of it and shift weight and feel like that. Right. And I think that's what makes a difference is your relationship with the ground. But yeah. I can't feel that with the paddles. Right? Yeah. Although my shoulders are appreciated. <laughs> I can't. It's give, not as satisfying. I, I can't, I, yeah, you can't, I, I can't provide give proper yeah, feedback yeah. with the paddles. Yeah. I can hear bang, 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 crack, 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 no matter who's hitting it. Right. It doesn't, I can't feel it. Yeah. Right? I need to feel the energy. I need to feel the floor connection. Right. So I always tell people, you can't turn someone's light off. You didn't turn it on. Yeah. And so you're the cord. The floor is the plug and the head's the light. Right? Mm-hmm. You need a solid connection between the plug. You have to be the cord, right? So it has to be all connected. So I can't tell if it is with the paddle. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I use my big pocus mitts all the time so I can feel everything. Like, yeah. And that takes it like, yeah, that's sacrificing some of your yeah. own, like just so to get more of that. Just yeah. so I can <laughs> yeah. feel what's going on. Right. Yeah. That's why that's why I'm addicted to training people because it's like a puzzle to me. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, Oh, oh the epitome so, yeah. of fighting is too, yeah. right? Like it's just that whole a puzzle and when people move and like the mechanics of things. I can look at something like, Oh, okay, this is, let's try this. No. This is that you constant know, it's motion. It is, yeah. It's probably not really it's in any other yeah. sport. Yesterday I was teaching, there's a girl in class. She's a high level karate girl and she trains adrenaline and, she was kicking, and the girl who was holding pads for her was just like, wow, she kicks you, kicks her amazing. And I walked over, and I said, we got to fix your kick. And they were both looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? This is the about? best thing I got going for yeah, myself. Right she's now. smashing the pads. So I taught her how to turn properly mm-hmm. and how to swing her arm properly. And But that she teacher hurt, could. She hurt me after that. And the other girl was like, that's the last thing I needed for her to kick harder. Well, <laughs> like yeah, but yeah, and no. Like that. Someone who's already at that high level that I walked over and did two, two things and then like two minutes later was kicking the most tubbles hard yeah, as she already was. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's crazy. what I, like, I love doing is taking, especially someone who's already at a high level. And yeah. Making them way that up That much better, yeah. Like that, right? You got to just keep <laughs> throwing that shit out there for yeah. like on Instagram and because what goes around comes around yeah, for eventually, sure. Eventually, I guess it'll catch on, right? But that's yeah. weird. Like I have like 3,500 followers, I think, on Instagram. Yeah. I'll see some guy in his garage. <laughs> yeah, but Way it's overweight. Never why though, right? Life. Like it's a different. Punch in the bag, and he's got fifty thousand. I'm going. How the heck? Is... TikTok was the same way. It doesn't make sense. TikTok. I posted videos for a year and a half. I had a hundred followers. I posted one video that wasn't even in English. Of a little Chinese guy doing. Uh, it was all in Chinese. He was doing like a self defense move on a guy, and then he walked up to the guy. And the guy slapped him in the face. It was funny. And it got 14 million views, and I went to like 38,000 followers. In like, <laughs> like, like, it two makes days. no like, sense. I, think, well, I don't get this at all. Yeah. It wasn't even my video. And like, I post my stuff for original with yeah. good, with good educational yeah. shit. Yeah, I post this nonsense. I get 14 million views. I post my video teaching somebody how to throw a kick properly, and I get 200. The right people will be <laughs> yeah. attracted to it, I guess. Yeah. All it's it takes algorithms is algorithms and things, I guess, and how active you are, I guess. So I guess. I just got to start posting more of it, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. All right. Okay, thanks for coming. Yeah. I'll see you yeah, tomorrow morning. Yeah, like I'll let you know uh, what's tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. It can be, however, I'm not You're at eleven. Yeah. Look for right now. I have I can I have a, a nine to ten. So I can come after that. It'd be like ten thirty. Ten thirty works. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, let me know the next UFC yeah. and then we'll we'll fucking get